0: Storm Alley might be trying to ruin everyone's day with bursts of torrential rain and winds gusting between 110 and 130 kilometres per hour, which is pretty fucking terrifying. Uh, But we are here to talk gibberfish. It's
1: miles per hour. You're not an America, bitch.
0: (laughs) We're drinking Coors Light and Jack Daniels. I'm saying kilometres per hour.
1: 70 mile an hour
0: winds. (laughs) (laughs) What was, um, so Dom and I both went to the same primary school, which actually burnt down during an event like this. Yeah, similar event, yeah. What was the speed there? I think it's a bit similar.
1: Yeah, I think it's like 60 or 70 mile an hour winds. Yeah, it
0: because I remember the 100 kilometres, because everyone was oh 100 kilometres, much scarier than 70 miles per hour. Yeah. You still feel it in your ball sack though. Yeah. But the difference this time is no one's on the roof with an acetylene torch this time. Yeah. That's... Trying to fix tiles for some fucking reason. It wasn't even that they were
1: trying to fix tiles. I remember the old the old uh, school buildings because they used to split it they had the sort of primary ones to threes in one building mm-hmm. primary fours to sevens in another building so they connected uh, the infants in the primary building the primary building which we were in had
0: a thatched roof no it was felt but it's a roofing felt and that is held in place with tar they ah. seal it together because the, the felt itself is waterproof hmm. but there's the gaps between the, tar, so you, or between the felt so what you do is you pour the tar on but ah. you have to melt it first with a very hot torch. Yeah. So then some idiot was up there at 110 miles an hour wind with tar, which is basically flammable. if you try hard enough. Yeah, if you um, sit
1: there for a good while with that torch, it will really catch fire. you really
0: want it to catch fire, you're going to set fire to an entire school. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was us in primary six. Yeah, remember then. All I remember... Yeah. All the I remember... next door to me who was one year younger was in primary five and it was on top of their class. Yeah, jeez. That was fucking hysterically bad. Like yeah. You were looking at it going, I just... We were sitting there like... I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. I just it was a genuine moment of I have no clue of what to do.
1: Do you remember what everyone was freaking out about when the when it caught fire? It wasn't the fact that the school was burning down, it wasn't the fact that people might have been hurt. People were freaking out because run about that time how old would we have been in primary 5 or, or primary 6?
0: Primary 6 we would have been about 10 or 11. Yeah. Run about
1: that time way back in what 2008. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 2007. Mobile phones had just become wildly popular. People were getting really into mobile phones. Everyone was losing their collective shit, their tiny little prepubescent minds, going, Oh, I've lost my fucking mobile phone. My mum and dad are gonna kill me. I've lost my fucking mobile phone. This asshole, Dom Anderson, first of his name, I know where this is going was freaking out because his dad had just given him a leather bound, extremely collectible copy of all three Lord of the Rings books in one volume to read. And his first words were to me were take very good care of this book. It is extremely valuable. It's extremely important to me. I read The Fellowship of the Ring. I read The Two Towers. I was so excited to get on the Return of the King fucking school burns then. Yeah. I get home that night (laughs) my dad says where's your bag? I I didn't have time to go back and get it. Where's my book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have to wonder because you've told me this before. You told me about the fact. I mean, I knew you had the book with you. Yeah. Because I think you were trying. You there was was there some drawings in there? I remember there being something about there, like the, the the tree or something like that. Yeah, there was. Uh, the every so often, of there was like, "Oh, yeah, the and little, was a really diagrams and stuff. illustration. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah." And then you were showing us. You go, like, "Look, it's a tree gone." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Yeah. And then the school burns, and I'm like, "Wait, what happened?" Like, you would have gotten the shit kicked out me, but what was the resolution that was your dad just kind of like, motherfucker, and then yeah. just kind of left it? No, what happened was,
1: uh, for a couple of weeks, it, I, I got the casual things because after all we are in Scotland, it was every so often, it was just, hey, there's a fire, Then he throw my book in it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I got that for a couple of weeks, then asked my dad, I said, are you really annoyed about it? And I went, and yeah, my dad just said, look, there's nothing you could have done, you didn't set the fucking school on fire. Yeah. It's, there's nothing I can do. I can be angry, but nothing will get accomplished. I realised that you wouldn't have burnt the book your, yourself, but look, we're fine. Absolutely fine. He was a bit annoyed, I could tell, but yeah. at the same time, it was that kind of impotent rage where he just thinks, I need to hit something for no reason because I can't shout at the kid. The kid I, did nothing. He's incredibly apologetic. He, in fact, I think I cried at that point because I was so... like My dad, he never gets angry and he was angry at that point more because how the school handled it as opposed to how I handled it because I was okay, but the school just kind of left us off in the rain for most of it until we got taken inside yeah the school didn't handle it very well that's what made my dad annoyed about it but he just kind of went oh, there's nothing I can do you, you burned the book I can just buy another copy of the book it's not going to be as cool as that one but I can get another copy so we're fine
0: yeah I, I just I remember I always remember the story I was like wait how does that end because I mean, obviously you're still here yeah so your dad didn't actually follow through in the threat to murder you if you lost the book you yeah. didn't technically lose it you just kind of left it in a room you thought would be safe yeah, and then that room caught fire. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It it...
1: sounds like, now that you say it out loud, it sounds like that's the lie a child would tell if he had lost the book. Yeah. Unintentionally or lost something unintentionally. It's like, Dad, you'll never guess what happened. My bag was in school. School caught fire. What a... What a...
0: Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Go find my book. Did you lose the book and then set fire at the school be like, well, this will cover my tracks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some genius child is going to try that. Hopefully not in anytime soon or in a safe place where they can put the fire out when there's enough evidence to suffice that that classroom alone has been burned
0: yeah I am um, I just start with like childhood evidence we, we missed somehow we missed topics on that 4 hour podcast we did we made it through that congratulations you yeah. are a hero as, as we joked about like halfway through 1.5 times speed is your friend yeah definitely but i uh, was a been lot of packing in that episode as well <laughs> but we missed television yeah and kind of works out because uh, today, September 19th. 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 Numbers on the computer say 19th. Yep. We're going with the 19th. Even though last time we recorded it, it said it was 2 in the afternoon. It's the 19th. We were, yeah, yeah. You're good. Um, we were recording last night. Or last time we recorded it was about, what, 10 o'clock at night when we almost finished. It was like, oh, it's 2 in the afternoon. No, I was I really worried about the file being corrupted. That's why we've had freakouts about the, yeah, the behind the, the behind the scenes reviews. We've been we go over each episode to make sure there's nothing yeah. missed out. We don't leave any accidental uh, like blips or whatever, including that weird like hundredth of a second little blip that was in the middle of one of your words you were speaking, and then just somehow there's like a little spike. Hmm. It's not mechanical. It's just a weird random thing. Maybe that
1: happened. it was during. Was it during the segment when we spoke about? Time travel. Because that could be time travel doll, I'm trying to burst through in wave form. Think about it.
0: It was not far off.
1: Exactly. Time oh. machines do work. Evidently, <laughs> this son of a bitch made
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> Might have almost worked for like a hundredth of a second, but... I mean, it's better than what you... Progress, thought. my friend. Yeah. Progress. This time, the entire episode, will be fucked through weird disturbances in the time yeah. space continuum. Distortion. But uh, we... We're, we're talking about stuff um, uh, behind the scenes, and there was, we do reviews and stuff, and when it came back we realised we missed television entirely, but I started watching uh, American Vandal Season 2 drop today. Um, have right, you seen is that the American the se- Vandal Is series? that
1: the series that has the former Vine star just basically draw dicks on everything?
0: Yes, that is Season 1. I I d- seen
1: the premise for Season 1, and I thought,
0: no, <laughs> fuck that. That just looks base. It is surprisingly well made. it is better than anything about drawing dicks on cars. As any right to be uh for that first season it has a lot of if you're a fan of um kind of vlog style documentaries and stuff like that is very good at that um but it does also have those little twinges of like really well professionally crafted um murder mysteries like if you watch that making a murderer show I don't know if you watched that, it was the uh, yeah, it was like a 10-piece uh, documentary about a Wisconsin guy or something like yeah. that who was like falsely accused, brought back out and then did he or didn't he um, yeah. on a second murder or it was a rape charge he went down for originally or something like that. Something like
1: that. I remember being told to watch it because I'm a law student and anything that has something to do with a case that it'd be, maybe the decision went the wrong way or a case that where someone who clearly was innocent got put down. People always send that shit my way as if I'm interested in It's. To it, be fair, it probably true, would be yeah. quite interesting to listen and uh, watch, but I get tons of that shit a day. Yeah. I still get recommended to watch. People still recommend that I watch the season or the series uh, Suits.
0: <laughs> I just think
1: I'll get around to it, but it doesn't look that good.
0: But Meghan Markle. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the. The one for uh, the second season dropped. The first season was about a guy who drew dicks on a bunch of uh, cars for teachers at the school that he was going to. It's about the investigation to either prove him innocent or guilty by a couple of documentary film students. Second season is about somebody who pours a ton of laxative into the lemonade at a Catholic, drink, uh, Catholic school. So there's a like, wow. lunchtime cafeteria, there's like a bunch of la- laxatives get dropped into it, and uh, everyone in the school shits themselves. Horrific first scene, but really well shot. Like <laughs> proper documentary style, fantastic uh, lighting, like different colour grading going on there. It's just gorgeous to watch. Mm. But then it does the same thing as the first season, where if you're watching uh, this like really well crafted story, every now and again it, it goes from like in depth investigations on what's really happening at the school, and then somebody reminds you that you're watching a show about people drawing dicks on cars. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and again you get that little, oh yeah, I got way too into this for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I, made, I turned off a part of my brain and reminded myself eventually that this is about dicks and uh, people shitting themselves. So yeah, I'm watching the second season of that. And I'm on episode four, finished episode three, where they start to suspect someone else is behind it. Hmm. Which uh, is going to get pretty interesting. If it's you know, I, I still can't figure out the way it's going to go because this obviously has to lead to plot twists. Right. And I'm like four episodes into ten episodes. Oh, I just I can't predict the twist, but at the same time it is very funny that every now and again it's like people talking about it, the fact they just shit themselves. Hmm. Like I, I tried to try to make it to the bathroom but there's people blocking my way, so I just opened a bag and shit in my school bag. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> the most base crash humour. Yeah. But at the same time, I love it. Yeah,
1: I think sometimes people need to watch base crass humour because everything's most humour now and most comedy now start to become a bit more intelligent, and rightly so. Fart jokes are funny, but when yeah. you're here on if you consume as much comedy as I do and I watch a lot of comedy podcasts, a lot of just comedy shows on YouTube, Netflix, all that kind of shit, you need to kind of switch your brain off every now and again and just indulge in a series of fart jokes. Yeah. Just just to know that you're not going to be expecting that level of hybrid comedy all the time, that you're not going to become that guy that says, oh, well, I only I only watch political humour. Just, no, I never want to become that guy.
0: I uh, The one thing that's making this very fun for me to watch is that the first season, uh, you say it's the, the Vine Star, I can't remember his name, but he's playing a bit of a dumbass. But Probably not a big stretch for him. Yeah, he's really pushing it out there. Yeah. Um, but he, he's, he's a dumbass character. Now the second season is focusing on somebody who's way up their own ass. So, I mean, regardless, that character's going to go through hell. So I get to watch a really posh, pretentious prick go through hell. Yeah. Because the thing about these documentaries is it doesn't matter if you're trying to be vindicated. You're still going to have to, like, you still get put through the ringer. Yeah. And this one's uh, looking no different. So I'm looking forward to this. I, I want to see what happens I'll finish it by next time we record a podcast so I'll let you know whether or not it should actually be worth a watch because I mean, the first couple episodes weren't as funny as the first couple of episodes of the first season so hmm. I'm a bit hesitant to say it's just as good whereas I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be as funny. Yeah, I actually have a similar problem with uh, Jessica
1: Jones season 1 and season yeah. 2. Jessica Jones season 1 probably one of the finest examples of Marvel's TV escapades. Yeah. Their Netflix show is Jessica Jones, it's up there with sort of Daredevil season one. It's absolutely fantastic, absolutely untouchable in my mind. Uh can't remember the name of the actress who plays Jessica Jones, but she fucking destroys that role. She makes it her own. And their supporting cast is really good. Um David Tennant is the uh oh fuck what's his name? It's like something Kilgrave. Well the the villain's name name's Kilgrave, but I can't remember his full name. He plays it fucking expertly. Just think his version of The Doctor. Yeah. evil. Okay. It's interesting. There's layers to the character, In and in summation and in, uh in summation. Jessica Jones season one, fucking fantastic. Jessica Jones season two, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Absolute complete and utter horseshit. Uh, they take Jessica and make her the only competent character in the show. Everyone oh, yeah. else is just a dribbling retard. Uh, Trish Walker, who's a kind of stepsister. Uh, the whole the whole story behind Jessica Jones is that she's driving with her mum, dad and her little brother, they all get in a car accident. Uh, you, you think that the Well, you know for a fact that the dad and the younger brother are dead, but you also assume that the mother's dead as well. But in Jessica Jones season two, you find out that the mother's alive and has the same powers as Jessica. You think, holy shit, this is going to be a good little dynamic. They could team up. Maybe, they'd, maybe the mother's going to swerve her towards evil. No, she's just a pain in the ass and gets in the way constantly. But with Trish, she just kind of says, but... Why do you hate your powers? I want your powers. Give me your powers. Come on, just give me your powers. Please. Just. I want to do what you did. Put me through the same accident. Please, I want powers. Then Jessica's just like, no, you clearly, you're clearly you not right in the head. You've been through a lot of shit.
0: Do you remember this is how we lost our brother and our yeah, father remember, and almost uh, lost our mother?
1: Yeah, it's like, you remember my mother before you and your mother took me in? Yeah, yeah that's how they died. <laughs> Dad goes smash, smash into a yeah. tree. You shut, shut up now yeah if it wasn't for the fact that the chemical spilled on me and mum like little brother and dad they went through the windscreen they weren't burned horribly by chemicals they just died and you want these powers i could do real good with him i could be your sidekick come on let me have powers, come on come then on. at one point hey jessica is facing the big villain of season two which is her mother who's trying to say you're not using your powers in the right way join me basically basic Darth Vader shit. join me and we shall control the galaxy yeah that that kind of bullshit and then Jessica's literally got her mother by the throat just thinking I can fucking finish this now then Trish gets in the way and goes no you, she's your mother no no you, you can't stop it no put her down
0: come on man. and
1: basically this the the lack of inflection that I'm putting on her voice is basically how I view her through the entire show she's just one note completely boring almost a monotone voice if it wasn't for the fact that it's an Australian actress Putting on a, an American voice.
0: Okay, I but don't it's, like
1: well, that's going It's until. almost a monotone. It's just, it's so fucking boring. Uh, other characters that were introduced in season one, like there's this guy that you find out, well, you, when you're introduced to him in season one, he's just a meth head. Right. But then you find out that he got close to figuring out who Kilgrave was. So Kilgrave said, I'm going to make you take meth and never stop taking meth. Okay. I should probably mention because you don't have a fucking No, uh, he has psychic control, yeah. You yeah. can
0: implant the idea in your head and you just keep No, it's more of the, the case
1: head. of uh, he would say to you, drink beer and never stop drinking beer until you cannot find any more beer. You will feel compelled to do that. Okay. So, like, so his power is basically total domination. He could say, stare at that wall and don't stare at the wall until you well, don't stop staring at the wall. And you'd be basically staring at the wall until he died. Hmm. Jessica Jones is immune to it because in the comics she's been exposed to it that many times. She build up a, she's built up a mental block. Right. But most standard humans will do it. Because there's a guy in season one who Kilgrave says, eh, go and stare at that fence. And the guy just does it and you cut back to him. I think it's the following day. The scene is shot at night. Cuts back to him the following day. And that guy's just standing in a puddle of just piss and shit. Yeah. Staring at that fence with his eyes red because his eyes are constantly open. He can't blink. He can't close his eyes. His eyes are just red raw.
0: That's interesting. I like that idea of like you, you have to program in the little specific, specificities, specificities yeah. of, uh, you know, what you, oh, you you can blink if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you have to say, you can
1: blink if you want to, but I don't want you to blink.
0: Oh, no. But yeah,
1: imagine that interesting power with David Tennant at the helm. It's, it's pretty good. I recommend season one, at least. Yeah. But season two of Jessica Jones, season two of Luke Cage, season one of Iron Fist were all just kind of meh. Then Punisher came along and just went, Woo, bitches! I'm the fucking Punisher," and that was great. John Bernthal is the Punisher in my head. Then
0: I've uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I haven't um, got around to it just because I'm not a big comics fan. And the Punisher's like one of those ones that's it's there for the the comic fans. Uh, nah. See this one. Seems... I mean, as a character, like he's yeah. like, he's a comic book character for comic book character fans. Yeah, definitely. So, I will say yeah.
1: that this one, to me anyway, has kind of felt it's got the most updating. Right. We really made a conscious effort to try and shift his character from its original, sort of, Vietnam war-tied setting. Yeah, he's over was in the Gulf War this thing, time, wasn't he? Uh, no, because it's, it's set in, in 2017. Right. They basically said that he was in Afghanistan. All right. right. So the really tried to update it, and he was basically part of an American death squad, that if someone was standing against the American government, or if someone had Uh, information about the American government or even members of the American government themselves him and his teammates would just go in and destroy them all
0: problem solving yeah
1: and he just kind of thought I'm doing I'm doing America's work I'm doing the Lord's work then it kind of dawns on him just no I'm an I'm an assassin for the American government I don't like this yeah he gets out of the life he's in the park with his wife and son and daughter and then that's when the shooting happens
0: All right yeah because it's the murder of his daughter just sets him off it's the murder of his
1: entire family It just makes him go yeah, I'm going to kill everyone. And he starts basically moving down a list of people and systematically killing them one by one. Hmm. And it's not in a way of he might fail, it's a way of he's going to succeed and you're going to die and he's not going to do any cleanup. He'll even admit that he fucking killed you on mm-hmm. live television. So there's a brilliant bit in the comic when I can't remember the guy's name, but he's getting an interviewed and he says, You killed uh, Senator uh, Jason Smith. And the guy just goes, Punisher just kind of, he's sitting there with a like an M forty, like an M sixteen on his shoulder, just going yeah, kill him. The guy was scum. Get the camera in my face, and he just walks past her.
0: So it's like Deadpool if he was just completely deadpan the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's
1: just it's just Deadpool if he there was no sense of humor there, and he was just dead serious all the time.
0: I could watch that. I could watch that for several hours. Yeah,
1: it's good, and John Bernthal plays it pretty well. Yeah, because though the, the good thing about the Punisher is that he has this kind of lack of emotion, but you can tell there's a lot of emotion that he's kind of pushing down and he gets that across because he, when he's fighting and he'll like let out a punch and you see that sort of war cry coming behind you you just think right he's clearly getting this whole tortured character thing yeah and he's just using it to Wait, really expand on this face. character yeah and he's just channeling all that anger into one punch to knock somebody's jaw out of the line
0: who was um, I watched something you talk about like um, you know the, this kind of before like pretty much like World War II the most, like, righteous war of all time. <laughs> the easiest yeah. one to justify it of all yeah. time. Yeah, There know, there's people who are throwing Jews in the gas chambers. Let's go sort that shit out. Yeah,
1: someone killed quite a few people.
0: Yeah, uh, we need to go kind of sort things out before it gets out of hand. And uh, But obviously, there's been, like, a weird... It, it's been reflected in the media now that there's a lot more grey area in wars. But there's a weird documentary popped up in my recommended feed. It was about a British guy who went to become a jihadi. I remember. Like... And we're all talking like, oh, he's you know he's he's from an ethnic group. He's he was a white guy who went and converted to being uh, converted to following Islam, and then was radicalized, and then went out to uh, Kenya, went out to um, Somalia. Then just got like drafted into various groups, and then went to attack a Kenyan army base and gets killed. But the show or the documentary follows like his his parents and stuff. Like his his dad's at the picture, but his mom's there. Mm. And he's got a younger brother who just had no fucking clue this was coming. But it was one day he went to, um, he, he finds faith, joins the community, uh, joins a local mosque. And uh, it's from there he steps over to, he loses his job because he, he fully embraces the, the traditions, grows out a big beard mm. and uh, he gets fired because he, well, he grew a beard and he's an electrician. I'm like, well. There's tons of beauty electricians, but then there's another remark of well, his attitude changed a bit. So you know, there's clearly a bit of psychological stuff going on there, and you just watch uh, this mother go through the process of discovering who her son really is, to the point where uh, the you know the, the son apparently married a 13 year old girl, yeah. and you're like that's pretty gruesome. That's fucking grim. Uh, why? Why? And yeah. the um. She's working with a, a group that brings people out of radicalization, and they say they've, they've got thirty seven guys to just step away from it and come back to normal life. Yeah, there's consequences like the fact you join terrorist group, you are therefore officially a terrorist. Mm. Um, apparently, if you, if you if if he came back at all, you'd be straight in a jail cell. But he'd be in the UK, so it's better than being out in Somalia with an AK forty seven, you know, just shooting at random people. So he goes through this process of like trying to contact the guy and at one point they have the daughter on the phone this sti- or not the daughter sorry the wife on the phone i say daughter because she's 13 yeah it's <laughs> an easy mistake to, to make yeah um so they have the, the girl on the phone and she's just talking about oh like oh how, how are you doing and she's like trying to be nice and make conversation with the uh the the jihadist's mum who's just this like sweet little old lady who just was not ready for any of this to happen in her life. Yeah. Who the fuck is? And she just, like, eventually just switches to, yeah, can I get some money? Like, the the, the little girl, like, 13-year-old Somali girl, is like, can I get money? And she's like, no, I, I can't support you. I'm not going to support someone with terrorist links, like, even if you are my daughter-in-law, because she doesn't agree with that at all, for yeah. obvious reasons. Even if you're my daughter-in-law, I am not going to be handing out money to terrorists you're part of a terrorist group you're part of the support network for a terrorist group I you know if I do that I'm fucked <laughs> I yeah. can't do anything um, so she just has this weird conversation of like trying to get the girl to realise that you know what's going on isn't right and that she the mother doesn't support it and they actually make contact with that girl's mum and it's just this
1: what the 13 year
0: old the 13 year old girl's mum they get her on the phone I don't know how, they just, they must have a contact out there who can, you know, trace people, and they talk to that woman's mother, and she's like, I'm mortified by this, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, blah blah blah, and then the mother is like, well, you got to understand, when somebody from this group asks for your daughter's hand, you can't say no, if you say no, they're going to take her, and they're going to kill everyone that's associated with her, just so they can take the girl they want to marry. Uh, okay. So, just from that, does that mean that the the British jihadi asked for the thirteen year old girl? That's what I'm picking up there. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Fuck. I know that. Oh god, chemical castration is too good for those fucks. Yeah, but the um the mother is I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've tried stand up to these guys before, and they shot me in the face. Like oops, <laughs> and it goes from this like lovely old fifty like fifty mid fifties British woman sitting on a couch being like, "Oh, I'm so heartbroken at my my, my son joining uh, uh, this terrorist group," and then she's just like, "Yeah, well they shot me in the face." <laughs> it's an escalation you just were not ready for yeah. in this conversation. I, don't... I can guarantee the next words that the
1: British woman's voice or uh, the British woman's mouth were. So do anything interesting at the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> just complete diversion from. This horrible topic of you, this woman getting shot in the face. To just, I made crumpets. On the weekend had my had my sister round. My my
0: weekend was hard too. You know, yeah.
1: I had to work two eight hour shifts. God, it was so hard. Yeah, so bad. Oh, sorry, you got shot in the face. Fuck.
0: Oh, shit. She can one up me on this one. Oh man, I missed that like a bullet to the head. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, just horrible. And eventually, the the guy gets shot because uh, they they tried to, um, over on an army base unfortunately they unfortunately i guess the kenyan army knew they were coming so they were lying in wait and just ambushed them and you actually he was the cameraman because there's a lot of pr behind these uh, isis terrorist yeah. groups there's a surprisingly like I would almost say good pr department but you know there's always they always get the message out that you know they're on the march they're doing something they're pushing their agenda across the planet basically hmm. and they have um they just have him as the cameraman and there's all these troops walking through the forest and then he's filming just because it looks good marching footage and then just everything lights up. There's just massive gunfire from the Kenyan side of things. It shreds and There are guys who then just, they actually surprisingly quickly just drop and return fire on like pretty seamlessly. Like for a group of what are supposed to be militiamen and rebels and uh, jihadists, you're like, these are pretty well-drilled guys to just, yeah. you know, take machine gun fire and then return it within a matter of seconds. But then there's uh they explain that he gets shot by a sniper. So there's like the, the main gun battle going on, but then you just hear like a, a thump noise and then he just drops it and then falls to the side. You're like, Whoa, that was way yeah. more than I was expecting to see on YouTube today. So it was all off on YouTube and it's a really good documentary, but at the same time like it's pretty fucking grim. Yeah. Can I imagine it would be? Yeah. It was it was a weird watch, but I was just I, was watching, I just had to watch it when I, was, I was like British Jihadi oh, what's this going to go into it's going to go into detail it's what it's going to go into it's just always that kind of moment of shit I was not prepared for that yeah it's when you realise you've burnt your sausages because you just gave up and watched the show you're like yeah. ah shit <laughs> this was way more engaging than I thought it would be but it was good yeah. it was a good
1: documentary that moment you realise you haven't been as addicted to watching a show since maybe 8 out of 10 cats does count down are you getting into that? It's ridiculous how addicted I am to that show. I'm just systematically working my way through the episodes. I don't know if it's because... I mean, I think it's maybe 55% it's a good show. Yeah. 45% Rachel Riley.
0: Reasonable math,
1: I'll give you that. It's ridiculous. How can someone be so good at maths and so good at just all the other shit, so intelligent, and look like that? <laughs> my the... stupid 90s brain has been told that if you're good at maths and spelling and you're very academic, you cannot look like fucking Rachel Riley. It's not in my head yet. It <laughs> dumb's, should be.
0: Dom's not progressive enough.
1: I'm no, my stupid caveman nineties brain isn't progressive <laughs> enough. I believe it now because I've met more sort of erudite, fucking stunning looking women. But no, it's still in my head that you're pretty. You can't be good at maths.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird thing that that's happened. Like I don't know where that spawns from the idea of it. You gotta be like good-looking, big and dumb, or you can be like weird and smart. There's, there's just never, yeah. it never clicked that there was the balance between the two. Despite yeah. the fact you grow up with people who are both.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's people all around you that are just gonna smash that stereotype. But I think it's just because it's thrown in our faces from such a young age. Yeah. That without confirmation, from say parents or all the siblings, no one ever says that no, that's not what the world's like. That's just TV. Yeah. That's just TV. You're never gonna see that in the real world. So it just gets kinda cemented in in their brain.
0: TV plays in the tropes because it's easier to kind of make caricatures of people than it is to make full characters.
1: It's easier to have a dumb, good looking woman as opposed to a stupidly intelligent good looking woman. It's just easier to make.
0: Yeah. I just I don't think nineties TV did a very good job of of fixing that for people. Yeah.
1: Nineties TV did not do a very good job for of preparing any individuals. Because 90s yeah. TV is always just mind-numbing crap designed to make us not think.
0: What is wrong with Ed and Eddie?
1: <laughs> Ed and Eddie, I still watch to this day. But no, Ed and Eddie is a good show just because it is. it tells you that straight out in the tin.
0: But yeah. then
1: you get shows like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which again, it did have some sort of thinking moments, but most of it was just look at Will Smith act funny and uh, look at his his hot cousin who's just there, or she's just there to be dumb and hot. Then yeah. you've got our somebody that well, met at school, and she's meant to be, you know, she's meant to be smart and ugly, and she's not very good, it's not substantial, so just base level tropes.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best example if I were to say right now what would totally turn someone's head around on that idea that you know, good looking and smart, but at the same time, you get the like the other side of things where it's like you know, there's more depth to a character, there's not just like a little. Well, weird, twisted. Ca- I always think of like weird and twisted characters as being the same like kind of idea that you would have like somebody who maybe isn't like academically smart, but is just good in a different way. Like you get little nerdy people in shows who are just good at fixing computers and yeah. just oh, like they built their own robot at age ten or something like that. I'm trying to think of a good example of a show that would just flip that perspective. Just like, no, everybody gets to you know everybody can have their own things mm. and be different characters. I think. I want say, I've got the Community DVDs right there, and I think that might actually be a good example hmm. of. Um... Could be. I've yet to watch Community. It's a show that I've
1: been. I've been told that I should watch. Funnily enough, after I started watching a TV show called Glow on Netflix. Yeah, Glow is pretty good. Glow's pretty good. Uh, Mark Marin, probably one of the greatest comedians on the planet right now. Guy's pretty funny. Uh, Alison Brie. Alison Brie. I I don't know why. I think it's because they both have Brie in the name. I keep getting her and Brie Larson confused.
0: Yeah. Okay. All I need
1: to remember is Alison Brie. Married to Dave Franco, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Speaking
0: of Captain Marvel. Speaking
1: of Captain Marvel. You picked up on the segue. That (laughs) true, though. That's when you said Brie Larson, like. Mm. It genuinely is a thing though, because I was talking to my brother, and he said, oh, I've seen the show Community, and I thought, I might watch that, it looks pretty good. It's got uh, Chevy Chase in it, it's got John McHale, Uh, it's got uh, Alison Brie, and I went, you mean Brie Larson? And he went, Brie Larson's in that show? he went, yeah, she's in that fucking show. Then it was another sort of John McCain fuck up. And I thought, no, wait, that's Alison Bree. It's Alison two, two different characters.
0: The, uh, yes, it's also my favourite thing that is, you know, early Donald Glover. Yeah. Just like he left that show to become Charlie Scambino, and you're like, dude. Yeah, you went on to some shit. That's a uh, talented motherfucker right there. Yeah, ridiculously talented. But the, um,
1: yeah. Although the- he was simultaneously both the best and worst parts of Solo, his portrayal of. I've still not seen it yet. Lando uh, Donald Glover's portrayal of Lando Calrissian is great, but yeah. what they make him do with that character is horseshit, and probably one of the worst parts of the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: they they make him fuck a robot. I just kind of thought Lando Calrissian meant to be a player. He was Billy D Williams for fuck's sake. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. He's yeah. Billy D fucking Williams. He was meant to be a player. He's meant to be that kind of smooth guy, like the kind of finger gun just hey Yeah, He's meant to be that cool dude. Then they make him oh he fucks robots because he can't pick up real women
0: no you can you know it's got a practice round yeah I suppose everyone just takes and some then Dove Maul was some in warm
1: solo <laughs> yeah, that just made it even worse
0: really yeah
1: Amelia uh, Clark's character who I genuinely couldn't even remember her fucking name if I tried Sarah she- Connor Sarah Connor Khaleesi <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: everyone Fuck just it. remembered that
1: she was Sarah Connor <laughs> yeah you didn't buy Terminator Genesis on Blu-ray though did you no I did thinking this is going to be
0: great no. why so, did you do that to yourself because I wanted more Terminator. Okay, well, fair enough. We all yeah. want more Terminator.
1: And I've done the same thing with Terminator. Or was it Revelations or Revolution? The one with Christian Bale?
0: Uh. shit. No, I can't remember that one either. I'm pretty sure it was, it's either Revelations or Revolution. It was shit. Revelations, I think. I don't think anyone's yeah. called it Revolutions. Although they should have because it had those weird little bikes. Yeah. But yeah, it was shit.
1: And Terminator Genesis was even fucking worse. But yeah.
0: That Captain because Marvel. Because you know how
1: the whole story. In Terminator, we'll get to Captain Marvel in a second. You know how the, how the whole story in Terminator is? We must protect John Connor. Yeah. They flip the script. What if John Connor's actually coming back in time to kill his dad? Oh, shit. And it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it doesn't work. Does he can... ever try and explain why? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It's just kind of, at one point, because they, they even explain, oh, it's fucked up timelines. They, they, they justify it by saying John Connor was taken after Terminator uh, 3 they found him in the bunker at the end of Terminator 3 and they basically ripped out most of his body right. put his brain and his heart or something in a Terminator body and basically recast his skin and sent him back in time to kill his mother and Carrie's.
0: Also, oh, the, the
1: the Skynet found him yeah Skynet found him ok
0: for a second I was like but why would humanity do that no it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's Skynet Skynet ok Skynet done it and I just,
1: you just think, no, surely what they would do is they would try and they would send somebody else back, to try and kill a younger Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese, because they wouldn't know who John Connor is. So I try and do that kind of double cross of, I'm your son, John Connor, even though you won't know who I am, you won't know who I am. I'm your son. You can trust me. Oh wait, no, I'm a Terminator. I'm going to kill you.
0: Here's the thing that Skynet doesn't get. Human yeah. emotion. Or just basic logic. Why yeah. are they sending back? six foot four, Austrian bodybuilders or like like superstars or like just massive huge guys send Or that one time they sent a porn star, but. send in a five foot eleven brown hair, brown eyes, just like wearing last motherfucker who just walks up and just shoots her in the kidneys on the side of the street like send a nobody stop sending yeah. like fucking human like human equivalents of gods
1: yeah stop sending prolific looking people that just yeah. are going to stick out in crowds Yeah, don't send, send... what the internet is called the grey person yeah
0: send out send out that weird like in the bell curve motherfucker yeah who nobody's going to notice when he shows up in just 9 mils, somebody in the side yeah. or she's going to take 12 inches of serrated steel and stick it in her gut yeah. no one's going to notice don't send a guy who can pull that serrated steel out of the side of a building yeah doesn't
1: make sense. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I never actually thought about that, but it does make way too much sense. Yeah, just... Why did they send Mr. Mr. fucking Olympia? Yeah. <laughs> the Arnold, they named a bodybuilding show after him, the Arnold fucking classic. Why send that guy back? People are going to notice him. And the fact is, this has happened twice. Yeah. They sent one Terminator in. Fair enough, he killed a lot of cops. Yeah. How did people not pick up on that the second time? Because they were in a, a shopping centre at the start of Terminator Two is just thinking, oh shit, there's that guy from that kills all those cops. No one thought
0: that. Because that was always the scariest part of the Liquid Metal Terminator. Yeah. Was he morphs into the shape of a guy you wouldn't pick out in a lineup? Yeah. That's fucking scary. <laughs> no, right, this is why I think Terminator Two is one of the most genius fucking
1: movies on the planet. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a bit about Terminator Two because you started it. Yeah. You know, I Termin- this, is, Terminator sorry. Two is one of the most bright movies on the planet because the original. Sort of promotions and adverts for it never showed you that there was going to be this other Terminator it showed you a cop that fought the Terminator and then people thought oh that's going to be the new Kyle Reese character he's going to help he's going to help John Connor he's going to help Sarah Connor this is going to be great then when you watch the movie itself you find out that the cop is bad you find out that what you're meant to associate as being the bad guy or the good guy is actually the fucking bad guy and the evil guy from the other movie is now your bro your brosif who's going to help you throughout this movie yeah. And it's, just, it's a fucking amazing movie, and no one really does that successfully anymore because you can kind of see the plot to us coming a mile away.
0: Thing is, I never saw any marketing for Terminator 2. So I just. Yeah. It just goes like, okay, the, the guy from the first one is now the good guy. Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, even if you didn't see it before itself, probably one of the best films of all time. Top five, in my opinion. Great film. I watched Terminator 2 way too much as a kid, and I just thought that's fucking outstanding. But now, when I'm older, watching the sort of promotions for it, I just think that is genius marketing that they can't even slightly tap into for the later movies.
0: Yeah, but with the new ones, with the way trailers are done now, it's like just, just give them the action shots.
1: Yeah, and Which you- I I don't agree with because yeah, in movies like Terminator, all the action shots are the kind of the bits that you want to hold back on, so that when they go to the movie, they think, "Oh, I didn't see that in the trailer. That's fucking cool." Yeah, they want to experience it for the first time in the cinema. As opposed to, oh, I seen that in the trailer. That was in the trailer. Yeah, it's pretty shit.
0: Although now there's a lot of trailers where it's like, you just see the the character turn into a camera that's zooming into them. That happens a lot. Yeah, it's like the kind of over the shoulder look into the camera, and you're like, that that happened in the last trailer I saw as well. Yeah. Why, I why, <laughs> I, why do I keep seeing this thing? Although I did see a, a trailer for a movie that's a sequel to in my top five, Halloween they're doing a 2018 movie. Yeah, I have seen the Halloween trailer. I'm I'm not impressed,
1: if I'm being totally honest. I'm like I just I'm not for more Halloween. I mean me too, but what they're doing with I can't remember the character's name in the movie. Uh Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode, what they're doing with her. I get it, but at the same time I don't really understand why they went with that direction.
0: I it makes sense in that like if you were almost murdered by your uh, brother or cousin, or whatever, yeah, half brother or something, half brother, you would turn into an absolute fucking lunatic if he kept appearing every couple of years. Yeah, although from what I've heard from my brother, it's gonna be like Halloween 1, everything else that happened. Like, I've got the stack of DVDs over mm. there because I'm gonna go back and re watch before the movie comes out. Yeah, all of that afterwards is just out of there. Yeah, I think it
1: goes Halloween 1, Halloween 2, nothing,
0: might not even be Halloween 2. Really? Might just be. And that's really. Like, if that's true, I'm really annoyed with that. Because Halloween. No, they two... can do
1: that. Because Halloween 1 and 2 are basically one movie, but they cut them in half.
0: Mm, Nothing. Because it
1: picks up exactly where Hall- Halloween 2 picks up where it finishes. I, I
0: have a big bugbear at like that. What? Halloween 1, at the end, of it, Dr. Lumos shoots Mike Myers in the chest and he falls out a window. He lands on a patch of grass. Yeah. Halloween 2, it starts with the exact same scene. However, in one, at the end of one, the grass is either green or brown. And then the start of the second one, it's either green or brown, but the other way. In one, it's green. In one, it's brown. I can't remember which one it right. is right now, but it fucking bugged the shit out of me. Like, the first time I actually sat down and watched them after, like, obsessing over the movies, like, watched it all the way through in one sitting, and then came back and watched the first two. It's like, wait a minute, motherfuckers. But you could end it at the end of one. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mike Myers gets shot. In the chest, he disappears. Dr. Loomis runs out. goes, oh God, where is he gone? And then, roll credits. Yeah, you don't need to have Halloween two. The problem is, Halloween two has the hospital scenes, which for me are some yeah, of the terrifying parts of the Halloween yeah. franchise. Like more so sure than yeah. anything that follows, because there's there's the third one which we don't That's, talk about. the masks. Isn't it? Yeah, that's the uh, season of which there was The Witch where there's basically, the idea was going to be that each Halloween movie would be a different director, different producer. Yeah. And the ones that popped or the ones that did well, they were going to get their own TV series, if I remember right. Um, But, but the idea was just going to be that each movie would be a, a completely different story just yeah. centred around the idea of Halloween. Yeah. So it would just be anthologies, but it didn't out because people were like, I wonder why? where did Mike my <laughs> Myers go? Yeah. Like, no, where did the budget go? That's what I want to know. But yeah, they just—I was say there's a—I can't remember which one is either uh, four or five. There's a reveal at the end of four or five that it's just a mirror of the start of the first movie. Oh, uh,
1: I think it might be four when it's his—it's—it's
0: it's a little girl. It's his little cousin. Little cousin. His niece or nephew or yeah, niece. A, yeah. I
1: I think it's his, it's his niece. She basically stands at the top of the stairs wearing the exact same costume that young Mike Myers had on, even with a little domino mask, and she's. Covered in blood. She may or may not have a knife, I can't remember. It's a pair of scissors. A pair of scissors, yeah. But yeah, it's fucking way
0: dark. more brutal and I was like, holy crap. And I yeah. Cannot remember who she grows up to be, but she's a ch- young actor now. Hmm. Actually, wait, she is in Halloween, the Rob Zombie movies. They brought her back, just for sh- just oh. for like the kind of weird trivia relation. Rob is she the um, main
1: character in the Rob Zombie Halloweens?
0: I think so, yeah. I don't know, she's not too bad,
1: if I'm being honest, because the Rob Zombie movies, they go weird with it. Yeah, I not quite like Not bad, it. but weird. They take it in a weird direction, yeah.
0: They take that typical Rob Zombie look of <laughs> let's overanalyze the fuck out of everything and then just have like sex and tits in your face and violence all the time. I mean, it's great. I love them. Yeah. But
1: I mean, if you were married yeah. to Sherry Moon Zombie, wouldn't you want to show that off at any point that you could? Yeah. It'd be like, if I was married to Kate Beckinsale. You guarantee I would be. I'd just drive everywhere, just going look at my wife, look at
0: my wife. <laughs> she my wife who <laughs> She wife for hey, Guess how old she is? She's in her fifties and she looks better than you do now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I'm looking forward to that. on every fucker's face. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the new Halloween. It comes out oh, two, three weeks time or something yeah. like that. And uh, they I, they need to hold off and put it out on Halloween it would be retarded if they did the first release is like the week before Halloween because no. you can't get Halloween releases it's very hard to get them anymore yeah, even like the big like the big Conjuring franchises and stuff like that are really struggling My brother I went to watch uh, it was The Nun or something like that like mm. last week I'm like that's a Halloween movie though that's like yeah. a it's like a perfect absolutely shit yourself inside out Halloween oh. movie mm. but I think the release schedule around there is getting too crowded Yeah, I because everyone's putting out like a horror franchise now yeah no complaints on this yeah no film.
1: complaints just again the horror series has kind of dwindled in my respect the last horror film that I watched was a movie called Krampus
0: oh yeah had Fuck, um, I missed that
1: one it had Adam Scott who I'm pretty sure used to do shit on the internet but he's been in TV shows like Parks and Recreation yeah. and a whole host of other shit and uh, like a whole bunch of other comedians the, the old uh, ginger lady from two and a half men's in it it's not bad, but at the same time, it's all about uh, the, this family having a big get together for Christmas, and one of the kids stops believing in the spirit of Christmas, <laughs> and they all get pissed. It's the dumbest fucking setup for any movie I think I've watched in the past couple of years. But the monster in it looked cool. The Krampus himself looked yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Krampus is usually depicted as a kind of goat-looking demon thing, yeah. but what they did was they basically made them look like a warped contorted almost chaos space marine like santa okay which i really do
0: well that's um if you read up on the krampus on the german mythology that's what he's supposed to look like yeah just cloven hooves and just it's just santa with cloven hooves yeah and a couple horns and black skin yeah jet black this
1: they basically made him look like what would santa look like if he went too close to the warp Mm. from 40k yeah and it worked quite well some of the because no no one really dies they get captured and they kind of get taken to krampus's weird punishment dimension
0: Yeah, he's not about killing, he's about punishment. He's kinky. I like it. Yeah, and at the end of it,
1: it's got a pretty good ending. That um, All the family, they think they've survived, they think they've beaten the Krampus, but actually they're in his little snow globes that he's basically keeping on display. They basically have to relive Christmas over and over and over again. So the whole, you wish you, I wish it would be Christmas every day. You don't want that, because that means you've been captured by the Krampus.
0: That is a Black Mirror episode, isn't it?
1: Don't fucking talk
0: to me about Black Mirror. <laughs> I hit the button. I hit the You button. did hit the I'll fucking button. I'll save that for later. Right. I'll, you save like... that for, I'll save that for later. Right, Okay.
1: Because right. you like Charlie Brooker. Yeah, I like Charlie Brooker. Turns out Netflix don't like Charlie Brooker. <laughs> but we'll get on to that because we have to talk about the Captain Marvel trip. Yeah.
0: Eventually, we will. We all we'll wrap ourselves around through movies, through the Krampus, through Halloween, Christmas stuff, to the summer blockbuster. Yeah. Impending any minute now. Yeah. Cause Cause what good. was your what
1: was your thoughts on the Captain Marvel trailer? Because I know I have one really really this is the definition of the word nitpick, but it is a nitpick.
0: Okay, um, I what that trailer. was like, wow, really like it's a very standard Marvel trailer. Yeah. Of the setup, the heavy kind of not the not like a thwomp noise or anything like that, but just like that heavy bass-driven noise with mm. like every reveal. There's another that type of thing. Um, which Marvel gotten really good at but the uh, return of Samuel L. Jackson looking forward to that been missing a young Samuel L. Jackson yeah he's been de-aged yeah which, uh, but it doesn't
1: look as obvious as it did with say Jeff Bridges and Tron
0: is it digital though? yeah okay so I was wondering if he just like hey go on like a diet or something <laughs> he's just like yeah f- like Totally like remoisturized for like the last six years or something like that.
1: No, it's a uh, completely digital using the same technology that they used in uh, Civil War. Remember at the start when Tony's doing the whole like it goes into his mind and replays memories. Oh shit? yeah, don't a younger really, Robert Downey Jr. Really good, yeah. yeah, that kind of technology. Okay. And they're just aging him through that. It looks pretty good. It doesn't look as obvious as it has done before.
0: Yeah. Um. I was wondering. I put this out on Twitter saying I was very curious to see how long that movie will span in terms of time. I think, I'm hoping it's about 10 years. Because I'd love for them to do, like, if she's in what looks like the 90s, based on the opening credit of yeah. smashing into a blockbuster, yeah. fucking 10 out of 10 reference for that one. Brian yeah, Marvel, definitely. Because that's exactly where we would find those movies. If the Avengers movies were made 20 years ago, they'd be in a blockbuster. Yeah. They would, nobody would own them, they'd just be in a blockbuster. you go, oh yeah, Iron Man, I would just watch that. But you'd have to have good movies. Um, but they'd... They start with that, and then it's just kind of like, okay, I don't know how long that like, cause there's no way they they need to end it. I think we were talking about this in private, and it was just gonna be. Like, I say about a couple of years before, Avengers Infinity War. Mm. Like I think it will end, and we'll hear about something from another Iron Man, an Iron Man movie or something like that, or a Hulk movie, and just as like that'll be the end, of the movie, and then they'll have like an after credit scene where it drags her into the uh, the main Avengers kind of world. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I've heard two theories on what her return to the bigger Marvel universe could be. One, that she uh, she comes back to Earth, say, sort of mid-90s, and she stays there for a good while, and she gets basically ejected off the planet. She leaves to go do something else, or she leaves to finish the big fight or something, and she gets stranded. Mm-hmm. Second theory that I've heard, sorry, three theories, actually. The second theory that I've heard is that she gets lost in the quantum dimension. Same place where Ant Man is now currently lost after Ant Man in the Wasp. Didn't see either Ant Man movie, but okay, <laughs> they're good films. Again, yeah. uh, you can in the first one in Ant Man one, you can definitely tell that Edgar Wright wrote that movie. Oh yeah, because he got like booted at the last minute. Yeah. For and the, there's a tonal shift. or something. Yeah, definitely, because for the open first say, like three quarters of the movie, you can definitely tell that it's not an Edgar Wright movie. For the last quarter, yeah, someone else took over. Someone else finished that script. Yeah, but it worked. But at the end Ant-Man and the Wasp, they're doing something involving the Quantum Realm. I haven't seen it either, but he basically gets sucked into the Quantum Realm. Then the snap happens, and it kills, spoilers by the way, Right. <laughs> and it kills Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne, and Hope Van Dyne. Right. So it's basically, the original Wasp, the original Ant-Man, and the new Wasp all die, but because uh, Scott Lang is in the Quantum Realm, he doesn't feel the effects of it. Or it's something like, the way the quantum realm works is that the snap will happen, but it'll take several billion years because the snap is happening so slowly.
0: Okay. Because the quantum actually... realm is
1: basically tiny, tiny fragments of fragments of atoms. Right. In terms of size, that's what they deal with then.
0: So the snap will reach the quantum realm, but in something like a million years. So he could effectively duck under it and then come back out on the other yeah, side. if he finds a way and they're therefore actually yeah you know what if they're gonna if they're gonna include that at the end of Ant Man and specifically mention how that affects the snap from yep. Thanos, I think they would then have it explain Cap Marvel. Yeah,
1: well, the other theory is that
0: she is fighting on. Another, she's
1: it kind of ties back into the first theory, but instead of just being stranded, out there what happens is she leaves Earth, goes to fight the big bad, but at the end of it, she encounters the Black Order. You know, it was the guy with the axe, the Ebony Maw, the psychic dude, the guy with the glaive, and the woman with the sword. I know their names. Thanos' minions? Yeah, Thanos' minions. Their names are like like Proxima Midnight, Cull City, and Corvus Glaive, and the Ebony Maw.
0: I'm going to just have to believe you on that one. Yeah. uh,
1: One of the... uh, Proxima Midnight, Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive, and what was the other one that said? The big dude with the axe. What happens is He, in Avengers Infinity War, he has Captain Marvel's sort of hip sash belt thingy tied to his waist. Right. So they reckon at some point when she's off world, she's going to fight whatever the fuck fuck that guy's name is, and she's going to get her shit pushed in, and she's basically just going to drift off and be stuck in space. Okay. And I personally think that's a good way to make her think, right, this guy beat me. I'm meant to be hella strong. I'm coming back to fuck that guy up. I'm going to find out where he is, or I'm going to take out your boss. So I think that may be a good way for her to come back and.
0: I like the idea of her like being on her own thing and just like I need to go deal with my shit coming back and then accidentally solving everyone else's problems. Yeah. That'd but be that, awesome. Yeah. I love that.
1: One thing I kind of hope they get across in Captain Marvel is how petty Captain Marvel can be. Right. Because she is the strongest Avenger. Maybe, a couple of degrees above Thor, but it's not much. She is technically on paper the strongest Avenger. Right. But she knows it. She's very very petty. And the comic books and shit as well. She thinks that she's the strongest. Get the fuck out of my way. She's not really a team player until it gets beaten into her by Captain America and Iron Man. (laughs) Quite literally. All right. Beaten into her. She thinks that uh, she can solve the whole... All the planet's uh, problems and worries. She thinks she can do it by herself. Something happens. Basically leads to War Machine dying. Iron Man loses his shit. Builds a Hulkbuster version of uh, of, a War Machine's suit and beats the living crap out of, of it. And that kind of ends the whole Civil War II dispute. It's not a great comic book, but... I kind of want to see
0: it just for Hogbuster War Machine.
1: Yeah, it's fucking... It's awesome looking. And yeah. she gets levelled, then she goes, yeah, maybe my plan of putting a massive energy shield around the Earth to keep out aliens was a bad thing. Then you find out that she completed it, and then in the follow-up book to Civil War II, Secret Empire, which is basically a Marvel's answer to the injustice question, which is the injustice question is what happens if Superman goes evil? You basically get total planetary domination. All oh, right, yeah. Secret Empire is Marvel's answer, oh, answer to the question: What happens if Captain America becomes evil? And you basically get that whole persuasion and car and uh, charismatic sort of way of speaking, but for evil and for Hydra.
0: Is that the one where uh, Secret Empire is that the comic series that really freaked people out because you had. Captain America saying Hail Hydra. Yeah,
1: which is totally. I saw that be the biggest topic.
0: freak out thing for the last like yeah. year or so of comic books. And then there's people saying, no, 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 out of context, Captain America saying Hail Hydra is bad. But when you read the actual books, wait and see why it's good.
1: Yeah, it's a good twist. But at the same time, if you're just taking that one image of Captain America saying Hail Hydra at face value, you're thinking that is so poor taste because he was originally made is a, is almost kind of anti Nazi propaganda.
0: Oh yeah he is. He definitely yeah, he is. when you look at his origin story it's to do with him we being need a Nazi the most upright American soldier yeah. to go over there and give them what for during yeah. the big one. And
1: to be honest they did it well but at the same time it was just that kind of way most fans I'm not a big Captain America fan, I read some of his books. Yeah. Like the the comic book that the Winter Soldier's based off of is a lot better than the movie made it out to be and the movie's fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah we were talking about Captain Marvel once upon a yeah. time but yeah. you had something I, I was just going to say I just kind of say... hope to get
1: the, the arrogance and the almost kind of selfishness of the character yeah. until she can launch out of jail with the Avengers because she is the strongest she yeah. has she's basically got all the powers of the stupidly powerful Captain Marvel yeah Mar hyphen it's it's easier to pronounce if you say Captain Marvel it distinguishes the character but he was the original captain of the whatever Kree squad that she was a part of but she kind of siphoned all his powers away or through proximity, she kind of through mitosis almost gained the same powers, but then as he became weaker, she became stronger, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, well that's that's
1: what was in the comic books. She might have a totally different explanation for her if she gets her powers in the movie.
0: Yeah. The, but you were asking about I, I I brought this up on text is that I saw bits of that trailer and thought they looked suspiciously like stuff from Justice League heroes. I never picked up on that. Yeah. The only
1: thing that I picked up on, and again, it's a stupid nitpick, and I realise why they've done this, but her powers kind of look a bit weak. It could just be the, the way they've edited it or the way they've put that forward, but it makes sense for her powers to be weaker now. That way, in Avengers 4, whatever the official title for that is, she's coming in and her powers are so strong she's knocking Thanos off planet Earth. Yeah. So it makes sense. That's my only nitpick, yeah. but it's it's more to do with how, they, how her beams are represented as opposed to her powers um, in, the, in the movie.
0: I think it's letting her be weak in a solo movie... So that she can ramp yeah. up toward the end and then come out swinging when she joins the Avengers. I kind of like
1: Thor Ragnarok when Mjolnir breaks, then he gets yeah. Stormbreaker and he's just "fuck you, Thanos, I'm going to stab you in the
0: chest." Why didn't he go for the head?
1: Sorry, he but, did. He did go for the head. They right? actually analysed that entire scene. But when he he does the kind of he throws puts the axe behind his head and he chucks it, the angle that he's throwing it at, it is going for Thanos' head, but he moves to the right and he sticks the gauntlet up. To get the blast to try and stop it, so it is aiming for his head. All right. So yeah.
0: Okay. Good well, team is
1: trying. Yeah, he, he did try.
0: GG's in the chat. Didn't quite make it, but GG's yeah, in the chat. GGs, GG's yeah. The um the the uh, Justice League thing for me was real quickly. The underwater scene looked very reminiscent of what I've seen from the Aquaman. There was like the under- underwater scene. Underwater bit. There's a little brief tr- uh, clip of them underwater. It's a team of five of them swimming underwater. All right. I always thought they were going through
1: deep space or something.
0: I thought it was underwater just because I could see could bubbles. Be. I was like, okay. Because sure. they have the face masks on. Well, that's I, that's why I assumed underwater. Yeah, I didn't could go be. to space because I, I could see stuff there. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't look like space. I just was like, oh, that's underwater. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so that's Aquaman. I couldn't see anything for Cyborg, but I I, I clicked into it later. I was like, oh, shit. But then again, yeah. like the whole Cyborg doesn't really matter. I'm sorry, Cyborg fans, but that character isn't really... There aren't many Cyborg fans. That's why... <laughs> It's why nothing. he doesn't matter.
1: You, you could kind of construe the part when she's kind of chained up and getting the lasers in the brain as kind of cyborg-ish. Yeah. If you take it from the point that he's basically apocalyptic technology infused into a human being, and it's a stretch, but you could kind of do it.
0: Yeah. The uh, the flash. There was just a shot of her side on with the her mask on, like yeah. she has like a, a face mask that shows just the face yeah. or just the and mouth. You kill- and I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's, that looks a bit like the Flash, just the way it turns, the way I've seen like the Flash move that way in a trailer before. Yeah. Um, And just archived it as being something. And then there's the shot of her wearing the cowl in shadow was Batman as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, also just there was the kind of like the brief flare-up of her power. She has like a little kind of Aurora over her body, just like a flare-out of power. So that's yeah, also kind of Flash-like as well.
1: Can I say that's more Superman? Because they do that in everything that Superman's in. He goes to the planet and he just, observes, he goes off well, planet, that, see, when she, stands in front of the sun and just yeah. charges.
0: She has a brief burst like that, but then she has a full on like lens flare eyes, yeah, like full on outburst of power. And I was like, that was Superman at the end. So I saw that and I thought, there's a little, and I just, I, because I was thinking about, there's the, there's a DC hero called Captain Marvel as well, isn't it? Yeah, they, that is now Shazam. Yeah. They did that, and then Marvel comic books made Captain Marvel. Yeah. To kind of, like, like you no, know, it's our thing. If anyone's going to have a Captain Marvel, it's Marvel Studios, bitch. Fuck off. Yeah. I assumed that that, like, was some weird kind of meta joke that was in there. That's why I saw it and was like, Justice League stuff. Justice League stuff. And that's <laughs> why I was like, Dom, it's there. And you're like, now nah, you're just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I, not, I, was, I
1: I call you an idiot for many things, but noticing shit sure that I didn't, Probably not there. But I think it, it might be some kind of in-joke. I don't
0: really know. I a part of me really hopes we're not at that level of the game, where, yeah. D, where Marvel is just, like, styling on DC yeah. so hard, they're just kind of like, watch what we did with your movies in our movie. Yeah, which is,
1: which is a shame, because it's not even that Marvel and DC are on the same level. It's not that they're both, you know, topping out at 95%. It's just that Marvel's firing all cylinders 95%, DC's way down at about
0: 60 But that Joker movie... That Joker movie might bring it up a bit. No. Nope. <laughs> because it's not part of the DC universe. It's and its own independent no. project. Okay. It's not part of their cinematic universe that they're building the Justice League and right, Suicide okay. Squad. Which is now going to a screeching halt. Yeah, for a good fucking reason. Yeah. Um, but they've said that it's going to be its own independent thing studying you know, the look of the, the character. But some hmm. people are like, well, it's actually going to do the killing joke arc. And I'm like, wait. That kind of needs Batman. Yeah, you need Batman
1: for that, and also the fun of the Joker is that he is undefined. If mm-hmm. you start saying no, he is definitely this character. It gets kind of boring. It gets kind of shitty. The only way they can really end that movie for me is if they say, "Well, that's my. That's how I choose to remember it. Well, I've always preferred my my past to be multiple choice. Keeps things fun. Yeah. Then they, basically they, saying this is how he remembers it. It's not. Might not be the real thing. So basically they can cover their tracks if they get anything wrong, but also it keeps fans happy saying, no, they're exploring one of his personalities.
0: Yeah.
1: Because any psychosis you can think of, the Joker got.
0: He's, he's in there somewhere just yeah. fighting with a bunch of other weird ideas that he has going yeah. on. But, but the, if they're
1: doing the killing joke, they need to have Batman in there, they need to have Batgirl in there. Obviously, they two do not need to be fucking. Yeah. They do not need to be fucking. I think we've discussed that previously yeah, in the we have. Of the podcast. I mean, first, first half of that movie, you can kind of dismiss it. The second half fucking outstanding a really good one to one representation of the killing joke yeah pretty good and again you've got Mark Hamill as the Joker you have Kevin Conroy as Batman Tara Strong as uh, Batgirl and you've got the guy from you remember Robin's dad from Harry McWillow in Uh, the sort of later seasons I really should oh uh, he he was also in a show called Reaper
0: oh yes
1: him I know who you're talking about I can't remember his name either but he's playing Commissioner Gordon it's all pretty fucking good it's just the first part kind of made me think there's a huge age gap between Batman and Batgirl is it just like on the job I mean we can just
0: say Batman Batgirl and you instantly go just leave it at that it's it's like like marrying a 13 year old girl when you're a jihadi yeah Just, just don't, just don't. Yeah, just don't do that. But how did you feel about the uh, the reveal of... Is, is it Joaquin Phoenix? It's not Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Wacking Phoenix. Wacking Phoenix as the Joker. How good was the contrast between the Jared Leto reveal, yeah. where it's the all-white body paint, tattooed up, damages across the forehead, screaming Joker, Yeah. versus them going, and this is Wacking Phoenix, this is the Joker, and it's just him. It's just a guy. It's just yeah. a guy with a wig. <laughs> so,
1: it made me feel really, really happy one main reason is that the Joker is never meant to be this kind of over-the-top character. He can be, and it works well, if done well. Because Heath Ledger's Joker was very understated, for the most part. Then there's some points where he just lets loose.
0: Yeah, it's the explosion into violence. But yeah. you can see, because he's permanently wearing face-makeup and yeah. green hair, the violence is just sitting there under yeah. the surface. Just but it's when he goes, it open. I can make a pencil disappear, you go, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or when he, st- when he sets the... All the Rottweilers lose on Batman when they're fighting in the sort of build the half built building and yeah. he just starts wailing on him saying all oh, the old familiar f- fucking places and he's just beating the shit out of him. That's a good Joker, but Jared Little's Joker is just a hundred constantly just going, Oh, I'm crazy, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, crazy, Eddie, <laughs> I'm crazy. It's a come on down and get a foldable dick chair, I don't give a fuck anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just, you need to have that kind of regulation about it. And Joaquin Phoenix's Joker does look like it's going to be. maybe a bit more regulated but you can tell because you have I've seen movies where Joaquin Phoenix was like an understated character that just snaps yeah he gets a bit angry he gets in the face of the other character and it works well so I'm hoping with the right direction behind it because I remember what the fuck is it's not Danny Boyle Martin Scorsese Mm -hmm. he was going to do a Joker movie and I was fucking excited that would be terrifying that would be amazing because his his main boy is DiCaprio and DiCaprio Pretty fucking good actor.
0: Yeah. No disagreement there. Pretty good actor.
1: I think he would have done something very, very cool with it.
0: I uh the thing that got me is there was the single image reveal, but there was either leaked or released footage of a test that they'd done hmm. where it's it's um the Joker leaves frustrated from a building and like storms away off and like it's a weird like there's a large amount of like acting and there that like it's over the top he's like slamming a fucking door and he's raging away and you can see him like, like that dude is angry like he's really going for it and then he gets into an argument with a, uh, a clown and like loses it and like pick, the clown's like hey buddy what's going on what's the, what's the matter do you want to crack a smile or something like that and he, the Joker just takes the nose off and just fucking lobs it and I'm like that's the level of like angry frustration I want to see in a character who has several mental problems yeah. you know that's the level of anger you can just expect from him so yeah. hoping it pans out. Yeah, I'm hoping. It, I'm hoping it works because
1: we've not really had a good representation of the Joker since Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger really. I don't know what, if it was just lightning struck in the right place and he yeah. just got it. It, but is it, good. it did ultimately cost him his life. They say that's what cost him his life, but I there's so many different layers to that. I don't even want to get into. It. Yeah. I it don't is like something... that
0: people think his performance is untouchable though. No, there are problems No performance is untouchable. Nothing's unbeatable. Like. We we just watched somebody smash the fucking marathon world record that nobody said would ever be beaten. Yeah. Now down to two hours one minute thirty five seconds thirty nine seconds. Sorry. Yeah. And you're like, that's everyone thought that record was unbeatable. Somebody just took a minute and a half off of it. Mm. Like no people. Somebody is gonna go out there one day and just smash Heath Ledger's Joker performance yeah. out of the water.
1: And I think that day might actually be happening soon because Heath Ledger, if you reprised this Joker, I think he would have kept it up. I think he would have kept it that level each time. I think he would have found a way to kind of maintain that performance. It's going to be hard to talk, but I think the right person to do it is out there. And I think yeah. Joaquin Phoenix might be there. Give him a fair crack. Like. Yeah, I'm going... Since since the, the... Fuck, what was his name? The Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman movies, I've never, I have never... Well, I'll say I've never questioned casting, but I don't question it as heavily now, because I thought Anne Hathaway, Selena Kyle, never going to fucking happen. Incidentally, fucking amazing is Catwoman. They never actually call her Catwoman. They just call Selina Kyle or the Burglar. Yeah. Because that's what it is. But it's clearly meant to be Catwoman. It's, it fucking worked. Tom Hardy is Ben. No one thought that was going to
0: work, but it, it did. Was Fucking great. It became a fucking god tier meme. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Christian Bale
0: as Batman. For many people, he is now stuck as Batman. Yeah, he's
1: now. He he got both sides of the character right. He got Bruce Wayne right. He got Batman right. There have been other iterations before him, Clooney got nothing right. <laughs> Clooney just shat all over Batman. He even apologised for Clooney it.
0: got the bat nipples right.
1: No, he didn't. <laughs> Clooney shat all over Batman. He even apologised for it. Uh, Val Kilmer got Bruce Wayne right, but was a piss poor Batman.
0: Right.
1: Michael Keaton kind of got both at about 40%, but he never really done much with both characters.
0: Adam but West. then again, just uh, perfect. So. Yeah, Adam West. Those, yeah,
1: talking about perfect performance. Twelve out of ten. Yeah, right. twelve out of ten would recommend. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't remind me of that. That was so. It's in your head. If you've watched the Adam West Batman movie, there or you've not seen it, there is a scene in which he runs around with a lit fuse on a bomb, for a good five minutes. Yeah, because he runs into one place. He's sprinting down. I think it's a pier. Yeah, it's the one place he leaves he sees- it's in a they go into they bust open the villains they're in like a shipping or like a fish cannery place they grab the bomb he runs out the door with it runs down all the stairs on the fishing canary it's about a good 15 seconds hmm. runs down gets interrupted by bicyclists runs back gets interrupted by nuns runs another way gets interrupted by another set of bikes uh, and then gets runs another way and then gets interrupted by the same set of nuns <laughs> and then just decides fuck it and lobs it into the water but not before he realises that there's like a boat with a, like a child or a puppy or like an old lady at each end of the pier so he just has to keep running around looking for somewhere to just lob this bomb and you're like Jesus like at some point you could probably just pull the fuse out <laughs> yeah it's just diffused it it's, it's a comic book bomb I'm pretty sure you can just yank that sucker yeah. out and just walk away it'll be yeah. fine and Batman has leather gloves so he's just yeah wouldn't even feel up in the book and work? it's it was just I, I I remember watching that and being like this took four minutes too long. This, yeah. is this, a this bit of running around. Took four minutes too long. Do you remember what happens afterwards, though? Nope. <laughs> they drive away and the uh, the penguin gases them on uh gasses them in the car because they captured the penguin, hmm. and then he somehow manages to gas them while they're in the car. They then the penguin takes the car and runs away, and they go. Don't worry, Robin. The bat, bat cycle was here just in case, and he literally p- walks over to the side of the road, pulls away some bushes. The fucking bat cycle is right there. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> the level of fucks not given by this movie is incomprehensible. <laughs> Do you remember what they did with the Joker in that movie? Uh no, I didn't get to, see it to the end. No, he's, he's in it from he's in it
1: from the start, but can intermittently the Joker does absolutely nothing pertinent to the plot. It's all Riddler, Catwoman, and Penguin Heavy. All the Joker does, if memory serves, is just serve tea. He brings through snacks and beverages
0: and little sandwiches and shit. He doesn't do anything. He does serve up something else, though. Shit puns. Yep. Absolutely garbage tear puns. He's the Joker with absolutely less than no jokes. It's unreal. It's a weird movie, but i definitely recommend it to anyone who's drunk enough.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean... uh, I'd
1: recommend the whole Adam West um, TV series. To Adam West TV series, the whole Bill Dozier produced Batman series. You can get it on Blu-ray. The whole run for about thirty quid. It's worth every pound and pence of that thirty pounds, because you're gonna you're gonna realize how good you've got it, even with Batflick. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna realize how good you have it because it's so cheesy and kind of hokey that you're just gonna think this was good for its time. It was very much product of the sixties, but. I now have a newfound respect for Batman versus Superman or Justice League. Or anyone else who's in the cape Yeah. Except but, for George Clooney. Hey, fuck George Clooney. Bat nipples. Bat nipples. <laughs> fuck bat nipples. But, yeah. I wonder who they're going to get to replace Ben Affleck because I think he's on his way out as well. I think they're getting close to just hitting the big reset button on the whole DCEU. He
0: year. had a Batman script and it's been canned, I think. Yeah. That's he the had, level he's at. He yeah. was going to do it. He was like, I'll write and direct a Batman movie and bit. Okay, go for it. Yeah, and then no. <laughs> so I remember, he'd written it, and uh, there's a guy at
1: DC's animated section or DC's animated department, a guy called Jay Oliver that does all the animated movies. He'd done the the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two with Peter Weller as Batman. Uh, was it Peter Weller? The guy that voiced Robot, the guy that yeah, played Robot Peter. Weller. Peter. Yeah. yeah, he played uh, Batman in the Dark Knight Returns. Fucking perfect. Uh, he'd done a whole host of other DC animated movies. He even said, I read uh, Ben Affleck's Batman script. It's fucking great. Why are we not filming that? Turns out he wanted to go more gritty, more Batman. And even Jay said, that works. Get the right people behind it. It's going to be good. Kevin Smith was willing to step in and produce it. The single biggest Batman fan on the planet was going to come in and produce it. Because he helped him with the script. And DC went, no, it's not Avengers enough. And Ben Affleck just went, okay, what do you want me to do? And they went, oh, we'll take care of it. And at that point, Ben Affleck, just went, fucking direct at yourself then, because you're not doing Batman right. You're fucking it up. Yeah. And then Joss Whedon steps in and makes Batman look like a little bitch. But we won't talk about that again, because that's another kind of worms open that no one wants to get into.
0: So if we can't get Ben Affleck back right now, it's the same as like when it comes to who would you cast in this, and the Joker and stuff like that, there's no doubt we can't and say they can do that role. There's nobody that's established enough. I want to see somebody come from fucking nowhere and do it. Yeah. Get somebody see. with a few movies under the belt, like decent, yeah. small things. Yeah, Or well, like what Marvel
1: do. They get some people that aren't really doing much. I mean, Chris Pratt was doing TV, essentially, when he got Star-Lord. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was basically almost on the way out. Yeah, Ben Cumberbatch. He was, I think he was probably the biggest hire that they had at the time, because he, he had... Sherlock, he had a whole un- a whole bunch of other things with the BBC. He had a couple of movies under his belt as well. But again, he wasn't really big. Yeah. So I think they need to get someone just kind of fresh out of almost out of school that's willing to just willing to put in the effort because that's what they did essentially with Chadwick Boseman. He wasn't really known. Mm. Now the dude's Black Panther. Yeah. And now he's, he's making stacks. Yeah. Probably uh, I, one of the coolest Marvel superheroes today.
0: And I I just I just want to see them go for that kind of lower level actor and say you, you get the golden ticket yeah go
1: yeah prime example Tom Holland the Spider-Man he, I think this is his third or fourth acting gig as a teenager yeah no, as a 21 year old done a shit pile of kid acting he'd done a whole of that when he was in his maybe four or five or six he'd done a whole thing a couple of things of that playing someone's kid on the BBC now mm. Spider-Man his first biggest his biggest role to date he's starting in his own movie fair enough he had it hefty support from Robert Downey Jr. and Spider-Man Homecoming, but he's still starring in his own movie, and he's 21 years old.
0: Nuts. There's got to be a big boost. At 21 years old, I was probably doing nothing. Somewhere out there is somebody we're not considering, hopefully we're not considering, that's looking at Batman and being like, I just wish Batman was as good as something else. Yeah, I
1: genuinely think I could write a good Batman story. I'd like to be I'd like to be able to write a good Batman movie and just say, I don't, I'm not going to star Batman, I'm, I'm fucking yeah. way too old. I'll, I'll take never the good.
0: back seat, just let somebody else do this. I like, will shave the beard movie. and
1: play Commissioner Gordon. I wouldn't mind doing that.
0: <laughs> I will shave the beard
1: and keep the moustache. keep the moustache I'll play Commissioner Gordon. But I'd like to write... I think I could write a good Batman movie. I think because i come... I'd be able to... Because I've read, watched, played a lot of Batman stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. I think I've consumed enough of the Batman content to think, right, this is what he would do, this is what he wouldn't do. I think I'd be able to write a good Batman story. But I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that the right Batman actor is out there. It's not someone who's known. Ben Affleck was fucking great but he just was given shit to shit to read. Yeah. Same with Henry Cavill as Superman. He is pretty much Superman but he you can't make him stay if you're just giving him shit all the time.
0: Yeah. Eventually the actor needs something to work with. You, yeah. you can only have so much raw talent before somebody says oh the rest of the movie needs to be good too. Yeah. You can't get bust by on your uh, looks alone. You can't look enough like the character and
1: just Kind of fill in the blanks. You need to have all those blanks filled in and look like the character. Yeah. Which is why he kind th- which is why I think he thought, "Fuck it, I'm leaving Superman. I'm going to focus on The Witcher, because The Witcher's going to, Witcher's going to do well." And he would need to focus on that because he does not look anything like Garrett or River. They're going to have to do some heavy, heavy makeup on him and make him look like Geralt. But
0: mm-hmm. I think he could do it. The
1: guy's a pretty good actor.
0: Yeah, I it's as long as he at the. I guess it could be weird but like the facial scarring yeah that's a big part of it as long as that works with like because they can't just do the scar it needs to also move with the rest of his face so when he grimaces or if he smiles or does anything weird like it's got to move with that and the voice of Geralt is very
1: hard to pull off because it's low it's deep it's gravelly Mm. but it's very what's the word I'm looking for he kind of gets a lot across without much inflection it's very emotive Okay. There's a lot in it, even though it's all kind of low, it's down here, it's kind of sitting quite low on the vocal cords. Yeah. It's kind of gravelly, like he smoked a bit. Yeah. It still manages to get quite a bit across.
0: Trying to be, I think the emotive part of that last little bit would be the very hard part for someone to pull off.
1: Especially someone who has a very, very kind of posh English accent, someone to pull off a kind of deep, gravelly American accent, there's going to be a lot of work that's needed. done there.
0: Yeah. Or they could just say fuck it to the accent and go, all in. Because, I mean, The original Witcher was Polish. Yeah, there was no books and stuff for Polish.
1: And there's actually a TV series. I think I think it's called The Hexer. It's all on YouTube. But each episode is one hour and 45 minutes. That sounds horrible. It's many it's many movies, but basically each episode's a book. So I think that's why
0: they're so long. Oh, uh, okay. But it's not a great show. It's not good? It's not a great show. How many How many beers? How many beers do I need? Uh, probably about a crate. Uh, okay.
1: But you're looking at, I'd say between 12 and 14 beers. If you're watching the full thing, I'd say twenty four. Jeez. It's it's so bad. You could tell that they made this on a very shoestring budget. And it was made on the equivalent of the sort of BBC worldwide service. Oh right, yeah. So it's kinda of, it's made to look natural, it's made to look like these are sort of, these are living characters that aren't being filmed. It just looks horrible. <laughs> it's a very, very early two thousands bad B movie shooting.
0: Well, you've sold it to me.
1: Yeah. Watch uh, can't be worse than that movie that you made me watch what was it Legend of the Dragon Warrior or something hmm because I remember the final act Legend of that movie Legend of the Shadow Warrior
0: yeah yeah with the elf and the was that that was the one with the weird everything looked the goblin like, yeah. everything looked like LARPing yeah but like no, everyone was like really like way too straight faced about the whole thing yeah I remember at one point there was a duel between like a knight and like her former master or some shit like that and it was like we shall now duel with swords and it's like clearly rubber and <laughs> you can see yeah. it flopping around the place
1: because I remember one point there's the devout priest who's vowed basically chastity yeah. saying he will never indulge in the, uh, the like, sinful act the of sinful act of carnal love or yeah. whatever then at the end of it it's just him banging the barbarian chick that they
0: picked up on the way along there as if to say I'm going out happy fuck you Jesus <laughs> that was the one where I was like this movie's so bad and then the barbarian chick was like okay now this movie's watchable and then we get to the end and it's the if the orcs not trying to summon a worm or something a worm the god or something like
1: that they're trying to summon some big evil I don't know I clocked it because we were drinking quite heavily that night
0: yeah and it was I remember there being I think that was the same
1: night we figured out that Jaegermeister and Pepsi Max go quite well together
0: I've always known that that's a deep down secret truth of the universe
1: I mean I've always if I was drinking Jaegermeister, it would always be with Monster which is the most horrible thing to wake up with the next morning because you've got that horrible stale sugar taste in your mouth but the night before you're so fucked and drunk that you can't pass out because of the energy you drink <laughs> you're still thinking I'm going to pass out for a bit no I'm cool I'm going to stay awake and learn to knit because fuck it I'm not going to sleep anytime soon
0: it's like if somebody stabbed you in the stomach with a pitchfork like you'd want to fall down and just die but you can't because your yeah. pitchfork's in place and holding you up yeah definitely <laughs> I just want to die I'm going to down and die <laughs> meanwhile your
1: heart is going so quick that it could cut diamonds but you're just like I'm fine why is my wait why is my pulse now sticking out to here it's, it's not good yeah <laughs>
0: Right, we are back with uh, fresh beverages and uh, just kind of round out the show I guess. Yeah, sure. Hope you enjoyed what I probably threw in there as quick interlude music. I don't know. We'll see. It's his propaganda. Editing, and Colin will have to deal with that later. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck <laughs> you, editing, and Colin, you piece of shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Right, so the last things we want to talk about were, um, quickly, the fact that the UK is switching to investigate uh, loot boxes during uh, gaming. Yeah, I think they're taking the stance that it is essentially gambling. So, uh, yeah, the UK is just cracking down on loot boxes. I'm going to do this. Gambling, yeah. um, It's not the first place to do it. Apparently, Denmark or somebody was one of the first ones uh, to go over the line on this one. Denmark and
1: Greece, I think they just said, you know what, this is gambling. People are giving their money away on the chance of getting the item that they want. Therefore, gambling. So, yeah, we need to
0: crack down on this shit. So, um, it was a weird one because there, there was an American uh, group talking about it saying, oh, yeah, the uh, the UK government's going to crack down on it and uh, the Isle of Jersey and the Isle of Man. I'm like, that's also the UK, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> it's just different areas. And because actually with uh, with Jersey having various uh, different financial agreements because it's a tax haven, yeah. they, uh, they need to crack down on it independently as instead of just having the entire UK government say this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, uh, basically the UK is fed up with it. I'm more than happy to see it. fuck off because I'm not a big fan of loot boxes. Yeah, me neither. It's, it's more the reason that I'm paying. We'll take we'll take look. Uh,
1: Overwatch as the example because I played a lot of yeah. Overwatch. It's one of the first shooters that I've really invested a lot of time in since maybe Modern Warfare One on the PC. I'm thinking right. I've got a couple of quid to spend there. I'm going to see if I can get some loot box. or see if I can get some costumes. Get some uh, cosmetic upgrades through loot boxes. In I say about three. I think I got one of the things that I was looking for. Yeah. And you get about six or seven you get five or six items per box. That is not acceptable. That is way too expensive. Yeah. And I think they've got every right to crack down on it. People do say that it's just you you're under no illusion that you're gonna get exactly what you want. But there's still that if you've got quite a lot of stuff in game, you're just gonna keep paying for doubles and doubles and doubles until you get exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think they've got every right to kinda of crack down on that. And
0: as we say, the um, you know, you're under no illusions that you're going to get what you want. We as educated consumers are not under that illusion. A child might be, yeah. Okay. and you have a child playing with something that could essentially be construed as gambling. Yeah. There's a reason you have to be a certain age to go into a casino, and it's the idea of basically, you consent to the idea of risk. And a child has no concept of that, yeah. hence why a child will spend nine grand through their parents' iPad. Yeah, I remember seeing quite a few
1: stories. Uh, my favourite one was a, a little girl in America on Prime Day <laughs> ordered 300 individual packages. That's not $300 worth of individual packages. 300 individual packages through her parents' account. And the only way they found it is when they arrived. Oh my and God. And this absolutely fucking perfect picture of this little girl just smiling this devilish smile as her parents stand... Arms extended in disbelief, just going, "What the fuck did you do?" And the little girl just going, "I went on Amazon, <laughs> like drumming the fingers in an evil kind of fucking genius way."
0: I found the buttons. Now I have the teddies. <laughs> now I have all the Nerf guns. Run, father. <laughs> we shall not be going to bed any time soon. Hmm. thinks not. Meet the Nerf longshot. Run, father. <laughs> yeah, but you don't actually- ask where the cat is. <laughs> it's in the other nerf launcher Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's just a nerf catapult launching the, the cat mittens really
0: catapult yep oh, really. A, I didn't even mean it but there <laughs> but you actually you mentioned Call of Duty as one of the last games you played and I actually think Call of Duty had the, the better example of how to give players skins and stuff like yeah, that yeah you earn yeah you give somebody a goal and example was like the 75 headshots or yeah. the like 250 kills with a certain gun yeah. unlock shoot that skin for that weapon yeah i don't know why that disappear that disappeared it baffles me that we took like fundamental game theory design of like constant progress bars that you just keep yeah. filling up to get new shiny shit and we just threw that away for a randomized shot at something that might be the legendary skin you always wanted, and you saw that one player kick you in the head with.
1: Yeah. The good thing, good thing about that is, um, Gears of War still carrying that torch. And Gears of War Four, they have those progress bars. You see, you use the custom lancer, you get three hundred headshots with that. You get the gold skin. Yeah. Get another three hundred headshots with the gold skin, and you get a different skin for it that's just about as rare. And you get the same thing for characters. Play three hundred rounds as Marcus Phoenix get old Marcus Phoenix or get younger Marcus Phoenix play 300 matches as sort of base standard cog Marine get Commando Dom. It's it's a good way of rewarding players and as someone who has played a lot of fighting games or even someone that played a lot of games on the PlayStation One there was always that you work through the game and you get the next reward. Yeah. There's always that system in it so I think it's It's something that I don't really want to leave. I want to work hard to get that next character in Street Fighter. Or I want to work hard to get that next skin in Gears of War. I don't want to just pay for it and get it.
0: And I I don't know where the consumer willingly just threw that away and said, I'll just pay for it. I'll pay for the randomised shot. I think it was when people realised that... I think it's when the industry realised they could make you pay for the randomised shot. I think it was when people,
1: people seen that and just thought, you know what? I don't need to play the game for twelve hours on end and enjoy the game and get what I paid for. I can just pay eighteen pound, get seven or eight loot boxes, and just get a chance of it. Yeah. To me, I'd rather just play the game for twelve hours straight or twelve hours over a week, and just earn what I want.
0: Yeah, I um, my example, the other thing I had done was Rainbow Six Siege. Does that you get randomized packs that you could buy if you wanted to, or you get as uh, a reward for leveling up leveling up's not hard just to keep winning games there's nothing it's not like random it's just a randomized pack of like loot for one character but they had a a small dlc called outbreak and this is basically zombie survival and it was randomly um generated kind of terrain and you would just go in and you'd have missions to like get and defuse a a bomb which was summoning zombies constantly so you have to fight off the horde fucking difficult but they also had the outbreak packs, which were like special sets of uh, DLC exclusive skins, weapons, covers, and stuff like that. I've got a few of them, just from playing it when it came out. You could unlock all fifty packs if you put like three hundred hours into the one month the DLC was available, because it's free uh, DLC. Yeah. Um. So you could have done it if you spent a ton of hours, or you could just buy them all. However, they said that there would be no chance of duplicates. Within these packs. And that's where it pisses me off. you talk about duplicates. Yeah. I play Destiny. Or I used yeah, to play yeah. Destiny. Because i made my decision. Last episode I said I wasn't sure about getting the Forsaken DLC. The extra 40 quid add-on. Not doing it. Yeah. I, can... I cannot in good conscience say I have spent 80 quid in this game. But if I spend another 40, it will save the game. Yeah. Completely understandable. After what
1: Destiny fans had to go through in Destiny one Mm-hmm. And after being told, I think Bungie even came out and said, Destiny 2 is going to be totally different. We're not going to go back to old practices to then have old practices return.
0: They went to worse practices. Yeah, and
1: Bungie (laughs) are just saying, you're going
0: to buy it anyway, so just fucking man up. Yeah, and I, just the the amount of doubles I've got through Destiny is unreal. The amount of times I've picked up the same rifle, not even with better stats. Like, if you get the same rifle with slightly better stats, you're like, oh, excellent. It's the old familiar touch with more of a punch. I can take that. Yeah. The difference comes when it's uh, the same weapon again and again and again. No, no stat increases, but just again and again and again. Um, but yeah, the thing that Final threw all me off the Destiny uh, hype train was my brother uh, texted me saying, yeah, uh, the grinds are real. The post-game grind is real. The game itself, the campaign, great. However, uh, the soft cap is 500. The raid, or the max level for the game is 600 and the needed light for getting into the raid is 570 Fucking yeah. so you have to do like weekly specific grind missions for 70 light levels just to start the, the raid unless you're flawless and a great team you're not getting through the raid without the top level gear so I'm not touching it yeah. I just I'm not <laughs> I, I get that I get that 100% so yeah uh, that was my decision by the way, in the destiny OC. but yeah the duplicates, if you took out duplicates entirely, I'd be more than happy to sit in a loot box, encrusted system, but the systems are now getting so badly managed that, you know, um I think they, had to, they actually pulled the loot boxes from Shadow of War. Yeah, I remember hearing that, but Shadow of War was another game that was very poorly managed from the get-go. Yeah, but that was because they built it to make people buy DLC loot boxes. Yeah. And then had to extract them after the shit fit was res- that resulted in it. And the same with uh was it Battlefront Two for Star Wars? Oh yeah, yeah. They had to pull it out of that zone. Well, they said, Oh, it's a key part of the game But they had to like surgically extract it and <laughs> rebalance the game just to keep fans from having an absolute fucking riot.
1: Yeah, I can imagine I can imagine that would why that would have pissed off a lot of Battlefront Two gamers. Mainly because when they brought in the loot boxes, it was just the case of, or what most people thought was, it was just the case of, you play the game, you grind, you get points, you use those points to buy loot boxes, but then it was something ridiculous, like there was a 1 in 100, 110,000 chance of you getting Darth Vader, and that chance went up, more loot boxes you got, so the more loot boxes you get, instead of decreasing the chance, it basically decreased the amount of chance that you were going to get Darth Vader, and that was the only way you could get legendary characters to play as in-game. Yeah. So you got the regular grunt stormtroopers, regular grunt rebels, but to get Han, Shui, Leia, Luke, Darth Vader, the Emperor...
0: People you bought the game for. Yeah,
1: fucking Boba Fett. You had to grind ridiculous hours and people just thought, no, we're not happy with this. We're going to basically kick EA in the face until they give us Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2 because that game was untouchable. Yeah, pretty hard to beat. Yeah, and if you played on Dagobah and were... On top of Yoda's house as a stormtrooper, you were literally untouchable because no one could fucking get you. That's the exploit that I used to beat both my brother and some of my friends every time. Play Dagobah, jump on top of Yoda's house and just snipe.
0: I did not try that exploit, and I'm really annoyed that I don't have a PlayStation Two. I could have, <laughs> have a PlayStation One. Yep, you could have the PlayStation One Mini. I don't. Which know how I, I, I have feel some grievances with. <laughs> well. I got a couple of grievances real quick and it's related to not so much the PlayStation but more the release of the Nintendo SNES and uh, Nintendo Entertainment System that they did like two years and one year ago. Yeah, Can't remember how long it is. Uh, first of all, you all took all the memory drives. They seriously grabbed as much uh, memory as they could in various forms just to make the NES and the SNES, the remasters that they released. And it dried up the market, hiking prices up. Yeah. So if you were building a computer last year, like, say, I was, you Trying got fucked. Trying to find fucked. RAM. going to be a pain in the balls. Yeah. Um, so they increased the, the price of that a lot just to make these things. And then everyone thought, that's oh, great. They it's sold out. Well done, Nintendo. Now we can get back to business. Then Nintendo went and made another batch. They made two batches of the thing, so they bought up all the RAM twice. Thank you, Nintendo. You cunts.
1: What bugged me more about that was that they were basically making you pay ridiculous amounts. I think the NES Mini was fifty pounds upon release. That was bought en masse by fans and then touted. To then people were saying, "Oh, this is fifty pound, but this is a rare item. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask for hundred and fifty pounds And people just thought, "Sure, Nintendo don't have them. I'm gonna buy this." The scalping was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it was fucking ridiculous, and that, and even at the fact that it was fifty pound, which is not too bad. Yeah. To begin with, it's just the fact that you're paying for games that you could essentially go and emulate.
0: Yeah, there were emulators that could handle it, yeah. and more—I say more than handle it—they could actually run it yeah. better. And um, there was issues as well with the when it came to actual manufacturing, the length of cable between the actual box and the controller. Yeah, these were not wireless controllers. No, that's baffling. And um, Nintendo
1: had the dumbest fucking reasoning
0: ever for that. Do you know what it was? Please say it was just nostalgia.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They wanted to replicate the feel of you sitting in front of your old CRT television and playing NES or SNES when you were a kid. But all it's basically doing is it's hurting adults who are now bought the system who now have probably sore backs and shitty vision and hemorrhoids and piles, of hemorrhoids <laughs> that are now sitting in front of the screen, just going.
0: I just wanted to play old NES games. Now my back hurts, and uh, it doesn't work as much when you remember that when you're, you know, when you had those old CRT screens. Max, I mean the biggest TV screen I had when it was CRT was fourteen inches. Yeah, that's kind not a big TV. Speaks. There's a forty-two inch television in front of us, Dom. I cannot sit in front of that and see all of it. Yeah, you can to, to lean back heavily, and you're a damn sight taller than
1: I am. You can probably, you, you don't have as far to lean as I do. Yeah, I and I've got to lean with a controller
0: that I got to that, backwards that stretch, and forwards. So you've got
1: to stretch your arms out and lean your back,
0: lean yourself back to try and get the right angle. I, I don't know whose idea, unless you, I mean, I've got some pretty decent sized HDMI cables to try and run it to the back of this, to the back of the TV, but I would still struggle to set up a NES and enjoy it in my own house. Oh, but sense. I
1: think it is, it's even the power cable to plug it in isn't that long, so you basically need to set it up underneath your TV.
0: And if you were one of those people who's like, I want to have a pristine environment, I want to have it like, it's just part of your living room, for because now a console can sit in a living room. Yeah, they've been designed to just fit in with the DVD player and the, the your, yeah, fit under cable the skybox, box, the, the Virgin box, that kind of thing. It's designed to do that, and then all of a sudden you just have like an extra ten feet of cabling coming out, so you yeah. can play the NES with it, snapping your own spine. It's a bad idea. I'm yeah. hoping PlayStation have learned from it. I don't think they'll put in a wireless controller. No, they it, haven't got a wireless controller. Didn't think so. You
1: get two replica non DualShock two controllers. They don't even have the thumbsticks on them. They have the original PlayStation one controller which I think is kind of dumb.
0: Why do they think that's a selling point? <laughs> nostalgia. so glad I don't get nostalgia anymore. Yeah. Um, the main thing for me, though, is what the yeah. game's going to be. I can't remember off the top of my head what they all are, but I know for a fact Tekken... Tekken 7 was in there. Tekken, Tekken 3, was Final Fantasy Fucking 7. Hell. <laughs> yeah. Tekken 7's on there on a PlayStation 1 It's going to be
1: crazy shit. Yeah, it's going to be blocky. It's going to be weird. Tekken 1, 2 or 3 is on there. Uh, Ridge Racer's on there. Final Fantasy 7's on there, because why the fuck not?
0: Yeah, uh, and how that, pissed are people gonna be about that? Actually, I
1: never thought about that. Final Fantasy Seven is coming out before the remake. Another version of Final Fantasy Seven is coming out before the remake.
0: Yeah, because there was the the the, the remake, there is the the proper remake of Final Fantasy Seven is split into three parts. Yeah, part one came out. Part it's, one's not even out. Part one's not even out.
1: No, uh, I'll I'll tell you the story. What happened was uh, they announced Final Fantasy Seven remake two years ago. I want to say. Yeah, sounds about right. Something like that. And they, they announced that they were going to do it episodic, they were going to do it Kingdom Hearts style combat, they were going to do... Because I think the original game was three discs. Yeah. Right, so they were basically sticking to that format. They were going to do disc one, whole it's his own game, disc two, whole new game, but still with the same characters. Same with disc three. But they even came out and said, we announced this game about four years too early. We want to get Kingdom Hearts out of the way first, we're still not done with Final Fantasy fifteen. What is wrong with Square Enix? Square Enix have about twelve people working for them. <laughs> I genuinely think that just ah oh, Jim, his name won't be Jim. It's a Japanese company. Ah oh, Jim, we we need you to stop working on Final Fantasy Seven, and uh, we need you to finish off doing particle resolutions for Kingdom Hearts Three. But the fans want Final Fantasy Seven.
0: Do we need to get Kingdom Hearts Three Dude, it's been twenty years almost. <laughs> How do they not just? I mean, yeah, hire more people. They, hire more people or farm it out. You can probably find a decent game studio in Japan. Yeah, you probably could. One that's that if the you thing. say, we will give you the keys to Final Fantasy Seven, just make it as good as you can, someone out there will flip their yeah. shit. Someone will make every inch of that little
1: game that they're building polished to the highest degree. But the, the thing with Square Enix, the same problem with Nintendo, to an extent Sony as well, they will not delegate any of their big titles. Square Enix will never outsource Final Fantasy Seven unless it's a company that they have tight control over. Nintendo are never going to license out a game unless they have a controlling interest in that company that they're delegating to. Same with Sony. You're never going to see another, you're never going to see God of War being made by another company in Japan. It's always going to be Santa Monica Studios. They just refuse to delegate to other people because they don't want it to be done by anyone else because they want to do it right by themselves
0: well that's great but um, which is
1: admirable but at the same time people want this fucking game you need to do a bit of delegation
0: I'm just tired of listening to people bitch about it like yeah. get somebody to do like the 90% of it and then you just come and polish the last yeah. 10
1: personally I don't care if Final Fantasy 7 is the most overrated game of all time
0: bitch kind of hard to argue I'm trying to think of something else but nah I... I mean people that like it fair enough it's your cup of tea don't let this asshole ruin it for you
1: it's not hurting anybody Fair enough, in my opinion, Final Fantasy Seven is probably one of the most rated games of all time. In the same vein as Metallica is the most overrated band of all time. Fuck you, Metallica fans.
0: I'm gonna call real quickly and say Nirvana.
1: No, everyone knows that they're overrated.
0: Yeah, I suppose yeah. There's now the, the meta has turned again. Yeah, but no, yeah. people love Metallica, and the past four albums that they've put out have been shit. But it's nostalgia, yeah. and that's I mean, if that's enough reason to buy a what was it 80 quid 80 or 90 quid 80 console. to 90 quid playstation one in yeah. 2019 because it won't be out this year yeah definitely. unless they cram it out for uh the christmas releases yeah maybe which shows every chance of them do uh unless that happens i am not seeing it see
1: what, another thing that bugs me just in the whole uh, mini console things fair enough it's, it's a good thing it brings nostalgia so it promotes nostalgia, and nostalgia is not a bad thing. It makes people, it brings people back to their childhood. That makes them think, "All oh, right, I've played old Mario. What's new Mario going to be like?" It gets people buying new games. I'm all for it. What I don't get about the new systems is it's fifty pounds to seventy five pounds for some of the NES and SNES stuff, or alternatively, you can spend fifteen pounds or fifteen or twenty pounds on a Raspberry Pi, and it does the exact same thing is the NES that you're buying for 50 quid, or the PlayStation 1 that you're buying for 80 quid. It does the exact same thing. Just find the files, download
0: them, get yeah. them on the Raspberry Pi. put them Pi. on the Raspberry
1: Pi. And the good thing about the Raspberry Pi is it can it can be fitted with any controller. You want to sit and play Mario 3, which is my favourite Super Mario Bros game of all time, because it's the only one I've ever finished, uh, you can play it with an Xbox controller. You can play it with a fucking
0: PlayStation 4 controller, despite how flimsy that fucking thing is. Yeah, so you can actually, you know, have the ultimate gaming experience yeah. rather than a piece of plastic. Also,
1: speaking of flimsy controllers, do you remember the PlayStation 3 controller?
0: Yes. Do you remember the early
1: PlayStation 3 controller, before they went to the DualShock 3, when it was just the 6-axis?
0: I think, uh, I'm, the one that had all the motion control stuff, Yeah. they kept a cell layer with it, they were like, yeah. oh, it's a dragon flying simulator." it's horrible and you can't control shit but if you wave the controller around enough you might not crash into a building yeah, I remember how you had to fly you basically had to
1: hold both ends of the controller and just move your arms up and down like you're moving reins or something but yeah the original Playstation 3 controller sucked I remember a friend of ours I say it was a friend of ours who hung around with us a bit who moved up to Stonehaven to, right. have, to have his dad uh, do you remember who I'm talking about I'm not going to say yeah it, no say. Uh, he showed me uh, the Playstation 2 controller could twist and I thought right that's not bad and he went, no, this is how it gets worse. And he actually twisted it to the point where the plastic was cracking. I mean, the controller was broken anyway. I'll yeah. preface that. It was on the way out. And he went, yeah, look at this. And he just twisted it and it cracked. And I thought, fucking hell, that is that is just cutting corners. And then he went, yeah, I bought a new one because I dropped that one and it stopped working. And I went, was it a high drop? I I was sitting on my couch, but the same sort of height as this couch. not too high. But a foot and a half off the ground. A foot and a half off the ground. And he dropped it and it stopped working. It's like early Wii remotes. My... I went through four I mean, weeks. You months. say
0: they're weak, but they went
1: through a lot of TVs. They went through a lot of TVs, but my mum were playing wee tennis downstairs because everyone was like, oh, I'm going to lose so much weight. Then they'd done the whole Michael McIntyre thing and realised I can just move my hand back and forward and munch on a burger. But yeah. My mum said, I want to play the wee, bring the wee downstairs. And she was doing uh, wee tennis, but she was getting way too in it. and She turned around and she battered the thing off the wall. Huh. And I thought, surely that thing's going to be fine, the wall's fine. As I started playing it and nothing was working turns out what happened she dislodged the board All right, <laughs> she hit it off the wall so hard I think she must have found a knot in the wall or something where you hang pictures and just barred it off her. basically dislodged the whole thing so cracked it open all the wires and shit and split from it so I thought well we've only had this thing a week <laughs> you, need, you need to replace it fair enough she did but yeah
0: terrifying I just, yeah. Th- that much expensive plastic crap and yeah. it's like we want to add more to it for yeah. nostalgia's sake yeah it's, it's weird Speaking of nostalgia, there it is. I had
1: a I had an awkward. i seen not an awkward conversation. I had a weird conversation with my niece, five year old niece, and uh, went round to. This was last week, so I completely forgot about in last week's podcast. But, uh, went round to my brother's house, and uh, she came out and she was like, oh, "Uncle Dom, I'm so glad to see you." And I thought, "I was just I was like, how you been in house school?" And she went, "Oh, it's okay, but uh, I can't come out and play tonight." So I oh, was, you, you know, going around with your friends? She went, No, I'm grounded. And I thought, oh, what'd you do? Were you being bad? And she was like, oh yeah, I was. I smashed a plate. And I was like, well, I hope you know that was bad. Kind of had a little, it was a little touching moment that we had with it. And she went, yeah, mommy, mommy, and daddy got angry with me. I'm grounded for three days. And I thought, see if i have done that, I'd have been grounded for a week. And it kind of brought that. It kind of brought memories back in my head, thinking, and it got me thinking, what was the dumbest thing that I ever got grounded for right. when I was a kid? And I wanted to ask you that because I've got some
0: doozies. I wasn't really grinding for dumb shit. I wasn't dumb. I uh, do remember getting into shit for there was an ice cream van leaving like the cul-de-sac I was living in. Yeah. I gave it the finger. I don't know why. I was just sitting there I gave it the finger. <laughs> and my mom goes I saw you from the window why would you give the ice cream van the finger? I don't know. I, just, I see my friends do. <laughs> You're grounded okay. for a week. <laughs> I am like, oh. I guess like the the least amount of effort I could put in to getting the most amount of grinding. That's a good ratio of like lift one finger
1: for one week. Oh, Dude, I have three examples and all three of them you're going to think, okay, why? But uh, first one, uh, I forgot to take the bins out. Fair enough, I get that one but the bins weren't even going out that day. (laughs) That's my main talking point. (laughs) Fair enough, my parents asked me to do something I didn't do it and I went, right, I, I don't get that but what I kept saying to my mum and dad was, the pins aren't even going out today. Why am I getting grounded? And she just went, you didn't do what we asked you to. It's not good enough. Now
0: nah, see, we? it's the principle of the thing. You're in trouble. You're in more trouble because you felt back. Yeah, I didn't go. I got two weeks for that. Yeah. Uh, one it after that. would have been that. one week if he just said sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Next, uh, I think this was a few years later. Uh, I'd went out. I'd been cycling. Hit me and another couple of friends, we went out cycling all day. He'd just got a new bike. It's the same friend that moved to Stonehaven. We went out on our bikes all day talking. He came round to my house at ten o'clock in the morning. We'd cycled around till six o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. He went home. He was going to his dad's that weekend. He went home. I went home, had some dinner. Then another friend phoned me. He said, "Oh, dude, we're all hanging out in my place. My bit, do you want to come mm-hmm. round?" I went, "Yeah, fucking right, I want to go around. I said, "Right, mom, dad, I'm going out. And catch up. Right, be home by this time." I said, "Right, okay." Went out. I'd probably had a great time. Can't really remember. But I came home. Just caught my parents as they were going to bed. So right, that's me in. Went right straight to bed. So I went straight to bed. But I was so tired, by the time I got to my bed, I forgot to change in my pyjamas. Right. So I was wearing, I think I had a pair of jeans on and I had a hoodie, passed out in my bed, woke up, 10 o'clock the following morning. My dad came in and went, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And I went, oh, so I've been out all day, Dad, I was really tired, I was falling asleep. And they said, this is insolence, this is arrogance, two weeks grounded. And I just kind of sat there going, I was tired. I didn't have time to change, he just went, it's not good enough. Two weeks. <laughs> now the worst one and you're gonna you're probably probably not gonna think very highly of my parents but uh, I locked the front door <laughs> at night and I got grounded for three weeks because <laughs> 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 you, you fell asleep didn't you no what happened was it was 10 o'clock at night Saturday night my dad had just come back from work because he used to work this said me and my brothers were still up uh, I think uh, me and my brothers were still up, it was at like 2 maybe at like 1 or 2 in the morning so dad came downstairs came in he said right you, it's way too late you need to go to your bed you can stay for a bit longer but you need to go to your bed Seems so cool with us staying up it wasn't the fact that I stayed up late that got me in trouble but I locked the front door locked the back door and I don't know why I have this weird thing of whenever I lock the door I always have to take the key out and hang it up right it's just a weird thing again I asked him about that not what I got in trouble for locked the front door again same thing came downstairs and went come here a minute I said eh what's wrong dad he went why'd you lock the front door last night? Because that's what we do when we, we lock up the house at night so we keep some burglars away. And he went, what would you do if there's a fire there? He went, unlock the door and run out. He went, no, that's not good enough. You lock the door, you put us all in danger. And I just kind of thought, are you feeling okay? As you're projecting something else onto me. Yeah.
0: Uh, just, the thing for actually locking the door makes sense because old locks couldn't unlock. Or most locks can't. If you, like if there's somebody coming in from the other side of the door. If the key's in the door, it can't unlock because the key's in the place. Yeah. So you can't unlock it. Yeah. So yeah, that's why you, I always take keys outdoors and put them inside as well. Yeah. I, I, it still to this day baffles
1: me as to why I got grounded for three weeks because I locked the door.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you always lock the door. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, see,
1: it's just common practice. <laughs> it's common practice, Dad. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I think just, just, like you're the next to grind right there. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. A little bit. A little it's, little just, bit. it's just because... I was just gonna kind of thought right, five five year old niece. She's gonna turn. She's turning six on October thirteenth, which might be a Friday, which terrifies the shit out of me. Okay. Uh, she get granted three days because she actually, she broke a plate. Kids act shitty sometimes. She gets granted. I lock the front door. I keep my family safe.
0: <laughs> I keep <laughs> grounded for three fucking weeks. I I guess fifty days for a plate. Like unless it's a special plate, now nah, you get. Food. No, it's just it was just a plain plate. I I get what they were trying to teach
1: teacher, it's just Yeah. A, you do something wrong, you break something, there's a consequence to that. Yeah. There's a moment there, there's a teaching moment that my brother and his wife, they they used that point. Since then, my niece has been great. This was a couple of weeks ago, since then she has been really helpful. You don't need to ask her to do anything twice, she just does it. She's a bit scared of washing the plates but other than yeah, that she's, she's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's just shaking vigorously. <laughs> breaks more plates that way because she's too terrified of dropping them. But yeah, there's a teaching moment there. To this day I've still learned nothing from getting grounded for three weeks because I locked the door. That's a weird one. Yeah, it's pretty weird. What else did we have? Uh, I did have one one more story that I to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, your weird
1: customer. Yeah, the, the weird moment at which point a celebrity just doesn't give a fuck anymore
0: oh right no this one yeah what was the other thing you said you're oh, a rude the weird customer, customer. Yeah. Oh, I'll
1: talk about the weird customer first because the, the the one the Paul McCartney story I'm going to leave till the because that's a good way to end the end the episode spoilers the
0: weird was Paul McCartney who knew
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I have> all, <laughs> of all the members of the Beatles probably one of the greatest bands on the planet of all time Paul McCartney was the fucking weird one uh, no they were all fucking weird and this story confirms it but I uh... stay tuned stay tuned uh, the weird customer that had come into the store today, store on Monday, sorry, she came, she wanted a bike build. We booked her in. I, I dealt with her the week before, but she came in on Monday and she said, I don't know if you'd maybe read something and she thought this worked. Like this kind of weird way of talking to uh, customer service agents or assistants. This is how shit gets done. So she came into the store and she went, hi, my name is female customer. I came in last week and I wanted to get a bike purchase, but I was just wondering is there any chance you could build it for me now? Because that would be like so amazing and it would like so help me out right now if I had my bike now. I said, unfortunately, we're experiencing quite a backlog and we can't can't just build bikes on the floor anymore. We need to keep the the shop open. We need to keep it available for the customer. So if anyone else is coming in for just a quick on-the-spot repair, and so, yeah, I get all that, but like it would so help me out and you'd be like my favourite person. And at that point, I just kind of snapped and I went, look, this isn't working. I don't know what you expect me to me. How, yes, the- how did you find a valley girl in the middle of Falkirk? She had a Falkirk accent, but <laughs> this is how she spoke. She clearly just thought, maybe if I act dumb in front of this guy at Halfords, they're just going to think, I can't build a bike myself. I'll do it for this girl and maybe she'll touch my penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe they'll build a pity bike for me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe
1: they'll give me a... Do you okay. really
0: want the bike that someone builds for you if they think you're too dumb to build a bike yourself? Yeah. Because they're gonna put stabilizers on that thing. You're gonna have to explain that while you're a grown yeah. person cycling on the stabilizers. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck ran through her head. She just kinda thought I think what she thought maybe if I maybe
1: if I act flirtatious I'm gonna get my bike bike quicker, but it didn't came it didn't come across as flirtatious to me. It came across as
0: dumb. Yeah, I, I don't know like what they there's angles to getting stuff done, yeah. yeah. There's the being nice, without... You know, going, yeah. it doesn't have to be flirtatious. You can, you know, I mean, just you can be just a nice person. Yeah, Most you, people will do stuff for you that way. If you be, I find the best way to get people to do anything for you is just be genuine or just slide money to them, yeah, just on the fly. Just do it. I need this bike. No, I maybe mean, it, maybe that's what you're doing. It'd be so great if you could bring me a bike and it was pre-made and she just sliding tens to you until she just until you go I'm good <laughs> you know what it's quiet i will get
1: that bike built for you but no she just thought I'm going to get I'm going to get by. I'm going to get the sale now through charm alone yeah and she had zero charm about her <laughs> I mean obviously you've worked in uh, you've worked in the one place for quite a while so yeah I mean you worked in Argos for a bit if I remember right yeah work in Argos anything like that ever come across to you uh, any customers come in and just think I'm going to flop my way to a free fucking gazebo
0: or something <laughs> <laughs> the, there's going to be a certain level of just sheer raw sexual magnetism to get a free gazebo Kate Beckinsale if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> I can get you a free gazebo get a free gazebo and a free bike <laughs> Hit me up, baby. <laughs> Hit me up, Gazebos and bikes for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna yeah. be the name of my first wrap up. Gazebos and, and bikes, bikes <laughs> for days. I've uh, no, I did, I've seen stuff where it's like um, there's, a, there's a lawyer, it's a defense attorney going on about the fact that it is pretty much physically impossible to talk yourself or talk your way out of a serious accusation. Like always, it's always about always going in with proper legal representation that is good, yeah. you know, that can just help get you, that will guide you through processes and stuff. But the fact that you personally, as just a random civilian, cannot talk yourself out of a situation with the police. Yeah. And if you important. think you can, you're probably going to put your foot there somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, my older brother, he was... I had a bit of bother with um, swapping insurance policies from one car to another. Yeah. And he was doing it in a rush. My niece had just been born up. We're talking three weeks old at this time. Yeah. Uh, managed to miss a one digit on the registration number on his car. Uh, it's still it's still the same vehicle, but it just because the registration digit or registration number was one digit wrong, the police were just hammering for it and saying no, you can't drive this car, it's not got insurance on it. We need to impound it. And then Branches and my brothers just said, "No, I need, I need to go back in the car." And, Sir, you're not going back in the car. Please stay where you are. And he just said, "I need, to, please, I just need to get in the car, and get a couple of things." At which point, my dad who was with him is just saying, "Quiet," because he he's dealt with a number of sort of police officers just uh, through sort of road traffic shit, driving a bit too fast. My dad's always been a petrol head. He builds his own cars. Yeah, he built his own cars at points before he, before his knees went to shit. He's always been in trouble with the police. He knows how to talk to them and that you can't talk to them. Yeah. He'd done the same thing and just let my brother talk his way through it or just agree with him and hopefully diffuse the situation yeah. but one police officer was just not fucking having it. Yeah. He thought this guy's going to try and get his way try and get his way I'm not fucking having it. At one point he reached for a taser on his hip. He just went sir, step the hell away from the car you're not getting around at that point Grant just snapped and went my fucking child's in the back of the car and he went alright, I'll get out for you and at that point Grant anymore. Grant just went, no, stand there. <laughs> that made it much worse. I'm pretty sure he got banned from driving for six months because yeah. the guy just wanted to make an absolute example of him.
0: You, you could probably, there's there's ways to talk to people. Uh, I was thinking about, like, I've done a bit more, not customer service. I've done a little bit of customer service for a while. That's the most ungrateful the thing job in the planet. I just <laughs> just work for the lab, so I know that I'm just getting a client phone up, asking about some results and trying to talk to them and yeah. stuff. And there's a, you learn how to deal with people that way. Yeah. Oh, and how to either diffuse deflect or whatever and just get the conversation finished so you can get back to the work that you're supposed to be doing because yeah. you're not supposed to be taking a customer service call at seven in the morning um yeah it's a bad one but the so um, see, who's even awake at that time obviously people wake up at seven o'clock but no one's mentally awake at seven o'clock oh I am
1: I'm, I'm awake within 30 seconds of waking up um, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like Robbie, <laughs> <Samuel> <laughs> a of it's just it takes me about 10 15 minutes and a cup of tea to just Kick the brain out.
0: You ever meet somebody who takes several hours? Yeah. What do the few those? They're odd. I don't get it. You got it just up and firing. Like I can be up yeah. making jokes and just doing math yeah. within you know thirty seconds See, of have, waking yeah, up.
1: I've got that delay. I need at least ten minutes and some food to get up in it.
0: Um, but we've we've had situations like that, but more to do with when I'm phoning people to get something. Hmm. There is a way to talk to me. There is yeah. a way, like you can get what you need. Maybe not any faster but you can get the best possible situation you could get just for being not a piece of shit yeah just be a genuinely nice person and more often than not don't try and be like hey build my bike for me yeah. here, without throwing money at people Yeah. throw money at people that'll help yeah. don't try and act
1: all weird and flirtatious just because you you've seen it once in a TV show and <laughs> yeah. the guy dropped his
0: trousers and did whatever the hell you wanted him to yeah it doesn't work like that unless you're actually in a TV show yeah or a porn star or a porn star on a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's work, yeah. The power of celebrity. Speaking of celebrity. Speaking of
1: celebrity. Take a sip, sir. Good segue. Finished it's already up, finished. Finish that lager. It is good. Can we say the name of the lager? Yeah. In hopes of getting a sponsorship, Hot post
0: 13 lager. Yeah. What's up, bro? that's up? It's uh, made by Guinness. Or made by the people buying Guinness. Oh, right. And uh yeah, just, they said, we've got lager stuff lying around. You want to make a lager. And it's good. Yeah, It's good. But yeah, um, big weird
1: story for me this week. It was um, Paul McCartney. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. a uh, one of the. One of those time, bugs, right? Yeah, one of them bugs. One of them yeah. Beetle Boys, big bad Beetle Boys.
0: <laughs> Remember that TV show on Fox Kids? <laughs> big bad it was not big bad Beetle Borgs. I was making a joke asshole. <laughs> there was a there was a Beetle Borg yeah, show. Yeah, there was the big bad
1: Beetle Borgs, <laughs> and it was. It was basically, they had some stock footage left over from a Japanese Beatle-based Super Sentai show. Yeah. And thought, fuck it, let's let's make some weird genie that looks like Jay Leno, their Zordon, their commander dude. Yeah. It was just weird. But yeah. Uh, like I said, Paul McCartney, member one, one of the biggest bands on the planet? If not the biggest band on the planet back in the sort of, 70s, 80s. Uh, he'd done an interview with GQ. I don't know exactly what GQ is. It's a men's style magazine. Right. And he did, he came out with some pretty strange comments that resulted
0: in Dom taking notes.
1: Yeah, it resulted in me looking up a breakdown of the article just so I could wrap my head around
0: (laughs) it. It was a breakdown of an article.
1: Yeah. Because he came out with some weird shit. And it made you think that he's just done. He just wants to make music. He's done with celebrity. He just wants to play his music. Obviously, the the first shocking one was he'd never thought that he, he was going to become a singer songwriter. But no one that is a singer songwriter would envision themselves as a singer songwriter. In my mind, unless you really think, right, this is going to be for me. People that just play in a band think, oh, I'm never going to be a
0: lead singer songwriter yeah, in a you massive could, band. If you, if you went out with a career, you, you can you could aim for a career with singer songwriter. But if you join a band and are just like, what, what was he rhythm guitar? He might in lead guitar. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it was lead guitar because John Lennon was always playing the sort of background chords.
0: Yeah, but like, if you just joined a band, I I don't imagine there being anybody who would just step out and say, now that I'm in this band, now that we've established ourselves, I shall be the lead. I shall be the the figurehead, or the you know, after we're done, I will be the the leader of movement of music. But I mean, I mean, he's got the credentials. Like he's done a lot. Yeah. Um, see those are, those are the
1: normal ones obviously I never thought i would be a singer songwriter that's a fairly normal one the next one down is um, he had to convince John Lennon that drawing holes in his head was a bad idea it's this technique I want to get the wording right I think it's called trepanning t-r-e-p-a-n-n-i-n-g
0: I've heard of the idea of drawing holes in the head to relieve to physical pressure, pressure. yeah The Um, idea that that would help balance out the brain and reconstruct thought processes. But, uh, yeah,
1: Paul McCartney had to convince John Lennon, who was going through a bit of shit at this time.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, He had to convince him that that might not be the best idea. It might feel good at this time, but it's probably not going to be a good idea.
0: I mean, to be fair, he's a rock star in the 60s. How much drugs could you get your hands on in the 60s? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of drugs. And if you're the
1: Beatles, you probably get all the fucking drugs. Yeah. Uh, And now, the one that definitely wanted... Made me want to talk about this just because of. Without proper con, well, even with context, this is a weird scenario. He got talking about um, he got talking about the old times. and said, "Oh, we used to do all this weird, crazy shit. We used to do. I mean, it was the sixties. We used to do a lot of drugs. We used to drink a lot. We used to masturbate together. It was just a weird time. We used to do all this weird shit together. And the interviewer said. He there was a bit in the middle there. Can we go back to yeah. the bit in the middle there? He said, "Can we go back?" you used to group masturbate together, and he said, "Yeah, everyone was doing it. It was just a kind of funny thing that we did." Uh, one time, me and John Lennon were at a party. We switched the lights off, and we started having a having a we John a we play with our John Thomas. We have a we Tommy Tank, and I mean, okay? So how did this come about? And said well, somebody turns the lights off, and we have this game where we we start masturbating and we start shouting out the names of random celebrities in the zeitgeist obviously it was written there was no video associated with associated with this article but you could even tell just from the writing that the the interviewer was just going this isn't normal even now even back then this wasn't fucking normal and then at one point what got them caught in this in this scenario that I'm going to talk about (laughs) um, they were you know masturbating (laughs) in in this sort of group circle massive circle jerk with the Beatles uh, they're all shouting at names of celebrities, or female celebrities back in the day. I don't know any attractive celebrities from back in the day. No, do I. I wasn't born then. It was about thirty years before I was born. Uh, Thirty-one years before I was born, back in the sixties. If I was playing this game, I'd probably just be
0: shouting Malin Monroe over and over again. Yeah. At
1: one point, John Lennon just to fuck with everybody shouted at the top of his lungs,
0: Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just to fuck with everybody and at that point, because they were in a Denny's or something, having a party and then the lights came back up and there's the Beatles, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, I don't think Ringo Starr or George Harrison were there and they just flicked the lights back on and there's the two of them
0: jerking away. Jerking away, yeah. Right. Several things to unpack in this story yeah. because there's a lot there. The idea that they did this for a funny game as in like, were they laughing at each other? Oh, it was in the dark but is it like a giggle fit thing? Like, ha, great. Okay. Is it like... And the other thing as well is, this is a game. Yeah. What is the objective of the game? Is the game to finish first and finish presumably on the other person? So you lost, haha, ha, covered you in my jizz, Which I guess is kind of funny. Or is the objective to last the longest? I think... I'm guessing they didn't clarify. They never I'm clarified. guessing this, this interview just kind of... Run away as far yeah. as fast as possible as they could, yeah. Uh, they just kind of think as soon as Sir
1: Sir Paul McCartney knighted by Her Majesty, knighted by Her Majesty, the long, Queen. May rain. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, long may she She's long,
0: long may she reign. Yeah, it'll be another five minutes. Okay, oh, but long may she rain. how long may that last?
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sir Paul McCartney, um, he, he probably. Said this point in the interview, I just saw So uh, next album, how's that going to go? I can guarantee <laughs> something. But just to finish this point off.
0: But also caught in a Denny's, like that's a burger place. Yeah, in Amer- in America. Yeah. So they wouldn't. First of all, like if you were British and you walk in that situation, that's weird. But we're British; we can find humor in anything. Yeah. Imagine walking in to an American 60s which American sixties they hated the Beatles. Because there were this new wave of European sex symbols coming over to ruin their good old fashioned Christian America that beat the Nazis. Yeah. You can't talk your way out of that one. You can't talk your but I guarantee you cannot talk your way out of that Denny's without somebody taking a baseball bat to the back of your knees. Yeah. But yeah, you had a point that finishes as Argos eh. Somehow it finishes off I I there were jerk off sessions with the Beatles. Right, this is and um... burger joints. Do you want fries with that? This no this is a genuine
1: quote from a uh, th- This is how, this is from the article itself. It said going into further detail, McCartney said that the five boys encouraged each other to shout out various names of celebrities during the session. Uh, so we would just shout Bridget Bardot and woo, and then everyone would thrash about a bit. He said I think then John I think I think it was John that sort of said Winston Churchill Then McCartney concluded the raunchy tale by writing it off as nothing more than good, harmless fun.
0: Except for the passengers who get to mop up the fucking Denny's. Yeah. There's a lot of jizz everywhere. What happened here? Oh, you know, the Beatles were in town. That doesn't explain shit. That doesn't. There's four of those dudes.
1: (laughs) I mean, did anyone think, I'm going to take this and clone me some (laughs) liver (laughs) puddings? There's got to be some, you know, Thirsty Beatles fans from back in the days. going, I'm going to grow me a John, grow me a Ringo, I'm going to grow me. A... I just don't
0: know why. I mean, I'm, just, did,
1: I'm did... just more curious about the rules of the game. I just, <laughs> I need to know. I, I, would, I want to know which one of the Beatles raised up the points. This yeah, is, how do you get that started? You have to. This is weird as fuck. I guarantee you, it wasn't. It wasn't John or Paul. It was probably George or Ringo or something like. That. They just went, "Guys, this is fucking weird." I'm just going to play my drums.
0: There was uh, there was somebody who broke it. I think. who was the first hey, one? The first person who broke the silence just went, "Guys, so, this some, is fucking weird." Somebody. The first person was like, I'm, "I'm out. I'm out. I'm just done." I'm just. He yelled, "Winston Churchill." and somebody jizzed, and it landed on me, and it was dark, I don't know who it was, Ringo, but, (laughs) (laughs) imagine just going,
1: John, fucking asshole, I was almost there, and you had to go and check Winston, fucking knock, and all all
0: I can think of, is a fat man in a bath, but who was the person, who started, who was the person, who first sat there, was like, you know, it'd be really funny, what, we jerk off, in front of each other, (laughs) I guarantee you, it was, John, we keep escalating it, we keep escalating it, Everybody's involved. It's, it's <laughs> the <just> whole circle.
1: <laughs> the Beatles invented bukkake
0: <laughs> It's the only conclusion I can draw. Well, as with episode one, we've got to a point where the podcast is just broken. So we hope yeah. you enjoy episode two. The Beatles invented Bukaki. <laughs> yeah. See you next time. If you yeah. feel like getting in touch with us for whatever reason, you're not a police officer. Please yep. at us on Twitter using at gibberfish. Or if you want to email us jibberfishpodcast at gmail.com and we will get back to you as soon as possible or we may read your feedback out on the uh, airwaves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's all done. You've been listening to Colin Graham and I don't know who I am anymore because that story has just killed all sense of self. I am now I need to figure out why they
0: did this. It's not my sole purpose in life. He used to be Dom Anderson. Now he's a curious soul on a voyage of what I hope is not self-discovery. No, I've, you have it, my
1: permission to stab me in the fucking temple if I just start going hey dude my turn (laughs) start jacking it off vigorously in the middle of a fucking McDonald's or a Burger King or something (laughs) guys I got a new game
0: for you (laughs) hey hey Colin Susan Boyle keep it going (laughs) well while we develop the new rules of this game we're going to start playing because I need to know the rules the rules are so important to these games we've been Um, talking gibberfish yep goodbye
1: (laughs) end the shit